Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Riddles in the Dark, the post-game series, where we've already locked down the riddle, and now we just come on once every two weeks and, and struggle and strive to find something to talk about for two hours, and yet, <laughs> despite all odds, manage to succeed. And we've done it yet again. We were we were stressed out and worried because we were like, oh, man, it's... It, Frickin' Peter Jackson hasn't given us anything, and we were planning on doing a uh, mailbag episode and, and giving you, the listeners, a chance to give us feedback and tell us what to talk about. But fortunately, Lego has saved us from that, and we can continue disregarding you, because today saved we're going to talk about brand new Lego sets. <laughs> and I'm especially excited about the Witch King battle. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm your co-host, Dave Kale, and with me, as always, are Trish Lambert and the Tolkien professor, Dr. Corey Olson. Good morning, you morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay, yeah. So this is, you know, as, as you guys remember, last year we had, a, you know, we we were going to sort of mention the Lego sets in passing when they came out. And last year, of course, was, this was in the middle of the context of a show in which we had three or four other like video and and, and or, or 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 you know or picture segments to talk about, plus a riddle to discuss. Um, and we ended up just like spending about an hour and a half talking about the 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 Lego sets, as I recall, um, because it was so much fun. So. This year, that, uh, we've been... Like we, you know, we should actually go back and have a whole Lego podcast for the Lord of the Rings sets. <laughs> after we finish Riddles in the Dark. <laughs> we could. <laughs> Why not? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What the heck, right? Well, I can or, tell you, or, I, I've or, opened up... Uh, I went on shop.lego, and I've opened up all the, the websites for all the past Lego sets they've, they've released, so that when we start speculating and saying, oh, maybe this thing will be in it, that thing will be in it, I can look and see what did they do in the past. Because, you know, there were some of those, like, the ambush at Dol Goldor where it was like, Bayorn was there. <laughs> and we were like, oh, look yeah. at that. That should be cool. And he didn't show up. So, I, st yeah. I, I still think that's going to be in the extended edition. Or maybe they'll put yeah, it at sure, the beginning of this film. Yeah. Remember yeah. that uh, the... the Lego and uh, Peter Jackson team have not been exactly coordinated when it comes to where the actual uh, cuts have come, especially when the, with the shift from the two to three. Five. I mean, you remember the whole spider thing, right? How they released the yep. the, uh, <laughs> the 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 spider capture set back before film one. Right. So, right. so it's pretty clear that they don't really know where the lines are going to be. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah, and actually, that's a the, the first uh, our first set is actually a good example of that. Exactly right. Yeah, so we're going to start off talking about the Lonely Mountain set, which was the first of these, which was released uh, lately for kind of obvious reasons because it's really a Desolation of Smaug set, which they didn't release for the second film because um, it's pretty clear when you look at it. So I have it up on the screen here um, that um, this is. This is obviously this is Erebor, um, and it's clearly the you know we've got the 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 forges of the dwarves going on here, right? Um, we've got the 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 big pieces of gold, and there's just like there's gold. I love the the sort of crystallized gold, which sort of looks like almost like little fountains of gold, you know, shooting up on the top there. Um, it, you know, it's it's like a, you know, and that's the, a, that thing there is a catapult that you can you can. Um, Throw molten gold at Smaug, is what it says in the promo. Yeah, because obviously you want to throw <laughs> molten gold 
at Smaug. But the most telling thing, of course, is right here. This is uh, this is the River of Gold, you see. Um, mm -hmm. That uh, I don't think, however, that it comes with the wheelbarrow. No, there's oh. no wheelbarrow in the set, which is a, a, a shame. But anyway, because so, then you could recreate uh, that implausible moment uh, of floating down a river of gold on a wheelbarrow. Um, so... I want to start off by looking at the front. Oh, sorry, pretty upsetting. At the, at the front cover, the front cover, um, because I think the front cover presentation is is important. First of all, okay, so this one is called it's, the set is called the Lonely Mountain set, um, and it contains. Smug, now I have, I have, oh, ages ages eight to fourteen. All right, we're cool. We're yeah, good. We're yeah, covered. yeah. It's, we're it's fine. Yeah, um, it contains Feely, Kiwi, Dwalin, Balin. Bilbo looking terrified and Smaug. Um, now I have to say it's really impressive to me. The face of Smaug looks really quite a yeah. lot like the film Smaug. They did a really good, uh, an unusually good job of molding the face of Smaug. Um, I mean, normally yep. that kind of, you know. That kind of some, that kind of likeness is not common in a Lego set, you know. I mean, like, uh, especially obviously in the little figures, where you just have the only difference in the figures, you know, from one figure to the other, is the color and the print on their chest, and you know what kind of hair they get, um, and certain things about their face, which are really pretty. I mean, uh, like for instance, I don't think uh, I don't think Aiden Turner's agent is going to be using the Kiwi the Dwarf Lego figure, uh, you know. For any promote kind, him. yeah, for promoting yeah. him, uh, it just really does not do. Or Graham McTavish, for that matter, because he's got that weird nub on the top of his ball. Right, exactly. You know, he's got the, he's got the. Well, here actually, we can we can if we're talking about the figures, we can we can actually do the incredible close ups. Here we go. See now. Oh my gosh! And he's even got the stubble. Look at that. Looks just like him. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh yeah. The Aiden Turner it's stubble there. Likeness. Um, but of course, like, and notice how they try to superimpose the sort of, you know, the, the sort of hard cut jaw of Aiden Turner upon the, <laughs> the square, you know, like the, the cylindrical yes. corners of the, of the Lego head, which just ends up making him look like he's got three chins, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the hair, you know, he's got this fabulous hair, hair I know, but Gosh. man, it's just really not quite right. Does Feely, does Feely have fabulous hair? Too? Oh yeah, Feely's actually great. I love Feely because he has this really endearing smile. <laughs> <laughs> Feely, Feely just looks like, "Hi, I'm Feely." Surely he has a battle face as well. He this is fun. Face. Yeah, his other, the, of course, you know, ever since the Lego started doing, and I remember when Lego started doing this, you know, when they started doing the, the, the double heads on all the people so that you can you can switch their expressions. Um, he must have, like, an angry or, like, you know, snarling face. That must be his other side so that you can do him in battle. Um, the, though, I don't know, the idea of Kiwi going this into battle hilarious. with this expression is just... Uh, 
This, Lovely. Yeah, this to me, this just screams king under the mountain. Absolutely. Now, now I, I ask you, look into the eyes of this Lego figure and ask yourself, <laughs> is Peter Jackson going to kill him off? I don't think so. No, In fact, I think, I think the smug smile on the face of the Kiwi Lego figure really tells the whole story, right? That face says survivor to me. I'm next. That's right. I'm next up. That's I'm, right. in the, I'm in the I'm in the batter's box. No, I'm, in the, what is it? I'm on deck. Yeah, the I'm on deck, deck circle. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Then so here's the here's the Graham McTavish figure. Oh my goodness! I love he has, I love he has the tattoos. Hair too. It's just on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His beard is fantastic. Um, I love the scars. You know, we <laughs> we get the scarred face of Dwalin <laughs> and the eyebrows. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, their attempts to do, uh, sometimes their attempts to do a complicated face, facial expression and structure is kind of successful. You know, again, Kiwi's, Kiwi's, uh, beard here, you know, his like long mustache, braided mustache and, and everything is, is, is cute. It's really adorable. And, uh, and, and, and Dwalin's scars and tattoos, you know, come off pretty well, though, again, you can't get away from the Lego nub on the top of his head, which makes it look a little bit strange. Balin... Eh, not so much. I mean, you know, we've given him liver spots and stuff, and yeah, he's does look like Planet of the Apes. He successfully looks <laughs> old, but it's a little weird. It is. It's a little weird. Uh, it's a little liver spots. Oh my <laughs> I mean, they did. It's um. And and the, the the my favorite part of Balin's face here is how they give Balin that little like mischievous half smile you know i don't even yeah. know how to characterize you know like the mona lisa smile of of bow and the dwar- the lego dwarf here it's a little though i i am glad that they you know he's 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 appropriately red uh, uh his clothing which is nice um but even here i like, say whoever paid this face has got to be like 29 or something you know i mean to do an old face like to do an old i'm ageism ageism yeah anyway <laughs> perhaps so <laughs> and then bilbo who looks oh dear um well he looks like he has stomach troubles <laughs> yeah i was thinking that too he looks like somebody in the grip of uh, gastrointestinal discomfort yes. but i <laughs> But he looks, you know, his uh, this, the the eyebrows. He certainly looks uh, upset. Of course, one of the challenges of Lego faces is that um, they don't have noses. None of them have noses. Yes, uh, and so it's hard to do certain Some facial expressions. Have nostrils at least. I think. Have I seen nostrils? Or no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think. Maybe I think. Right. I think Lego characters are generally noseless. You know, they just decide since they can't actually put, or they don't anyway, actually put a protruding nose uh, on the face of any Lego figures. They seem to just uh, go without it entirely. Let's 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 pretend that noses um, don't exist. Don't exist. Um, Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a Lego thing. There will be no noses. 
Yeah, yeah. Like written into their mission statement. Yeah. Oh, I like um, I like uh, uh, Gerald Michael's point that, of course, with Dwalin, you can't give him a double face because he's never going to be wearing hair or a helmet. So you can if he, you know, you it would be visible all the time. He gets one expression. He gets one oh, expression. Right. But but yeah. as Gerald Michael points out, there's really no point. I mean, Dwalin. I mean, how many expressions does Dwalin have? You know, he I has mean, one expression. True. So it's pretty much mono expression. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that really that really kind of works. Um, but as I said before, I'm really I'm kind of impressed that Smaug really does look like the movie Dragon. Um, you know, and the way you know the way that they've done, the way that they've done his eye um, and just, you know the contours of his face, um, especially like I think to me I think it's the, it's you know these ridges between his eyes and his nose. Um, that's a that, that's a sort of a level of complexity that's kind of unusual in Lego figures. Yep. Um, so they've 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 clearly done some work to try to make a really uh, plausible you know a, a really effective Lego Smaug. I wonder what the what the nub on his neck is for. Is it so you can like have... attach something? Well, yeah. I mean, what would you so attach? You can attach a thorn oaken shield. Right. I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah. Or like... maybe one of those, maybe one of those, uh, molten gold things. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you could, you could, you could put some gold on him. I wonder if it's elsewhere on his body. Does he have nubs elsewhere on his body? Um, maybe. Let's see if we can find anything here. Let's do the full body of Smaug here. Um, now we've got joints there, and oh, his wings have joints. Seriously, oh, that's wow. kind of cool. The other uh, Lego dragons, the um, the previous Lego dragons, and there have been many Lego dragons released in the Castle series, have only a, a hinge at the wing. The wings are are, are solid, wow. um, so the wings can flap up and down, but that's all they do. These are hinged in the middle, which is which yep. is interesting. It's pretty cool. Those yeah. closet also actually look like armaments you know they look like arms like like machine gun or right yeah exactly <laughs> this the, also looks like like it looks like this thing will survive um about five minutes with a small child <laughs> maybe maybe um yeah, i don't see any other um nubs yeah i don't i mean you've got the bits on the back where you have to put the spikes in the, I wonder if he's got the open spot on his belly. I was really sad that they didn't show that too. You can see that he's got um, scales painted on his, on his belly. Um, I'm hoping that he has a, uh, a blank spot there, you know, an opening in his armor. Um, Yeah. He better. Yeah. His fire is a little different. See, if I were, if I were Lego, I would have given several, uh, fire attachments that you can put into his mouth. You know, this is like pretty understated, but I would have given like a smaller and like a huge fireball, you know, but maybe that's just me. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, well, okay. So anyway, but back to the, back to the box cover. So, okay. So what, what do we have going on here? And so, okay, so this is apparently Bilbo's other face, you know, so he's got the constipation oh, face yeah. and then he also has the like, Oh, and we also see Keely's other face. The freak out face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Feely's. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's got his like, I think that's supposed to be berserker fury kind of face there. I'm assuming. <laughs> um, that's the, what do you mean? I'm going to die. I'm going to not take over the throne. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's his. That's his. Somebody get my agent on the line. Face. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. 
Okay, so the actual the action sequences here uh, on the mountain. We've got Dwalin and his awesome uh, uh, emerald wow. um, axe, which is which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that is. I like that. Notice the huge gems at at his feet. Um, of yeah. course, they're 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 shaped, you know, like alchemical beakers. Of course, so that the Lego figures can carry them. Um, <laughs> because they couldn't otherwise. So so we've got gems lying around that the characters can actually pick up, um, as well as golden cups. And apparently that thing cup. there next to him opens up, that thing that, with the brown on the top and the sword up, up against it. I think that opens up. Right, yeah. Like we'll, treasure trove. Yeah, we'll see a detail of that before. Now, notice this. This is an interesting little action. Of course, we have the Arkenstone. This does come with the, with, with, with the Arkenstone, which can be attached to the throne. Um, does that um, does that induce madness in the child playing with it? <laughs> there should be a warning, shouldn't the there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's real. I'm surprised the Surgeon General didn't get on that. Actually, yeah, um, that's right. Uh, there might be lawsuits, but um, interesting though that uh, Keeley appears to be like sprinting <clears throat> away from Jumping. the throne yeah. here, yeah. Uh, uh, which is. Uh, Seems a little presumptuous, you know. Maybe, in fact, that's what uh, Feely is angry about. Where is Feely? Oh, here he is. Of course, Feely is coming in from above um, uh, with his two swords, looking completely manic. So, yeah, that's uh, that makes perfect sense. Um, uh, but of course, my favorite is Balin firing off the molten gold uh, catapult go. with his hammer here. Um, this hammer design is awesome. You know, here's Bowen wielding a hammer almost as large as himself. Um, it's it's a. I love it's... the fact that the I love the fact that the molten gold looks like little Lego figurine heads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's an interesting choice. These little domes uh, for molten gold. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I don't know how you do. You know, the choice of how yeah. to do or how to uh, how to how to simulate liquid in 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 Lego has always been an, an issue. Well, but like uh, they could have done those like the things above Balam that you were mentioning earlier. I mean, they could have done something like that instead. I guess right. I don't know. Yeah, well, they they have those. I mean, uh, like in some of the other mining oriented sets, like the old Castle Dwarf mine sets and stuff, um, they did have some of that that sort of crystal structure gold. Um, but um, but you know, needless to say, pretty much every Lego set has to have some kind of action piece, like a catapult. Usually, a catapult. Um, you know, that's the most popular thing or like a spring-loaded thing in fact i was kind of surprised that they didn't have something spring-loaded uh attached to smaug or something or that could be shot into smaug but i suppose that's this isn't the right, the right set for that um so we don't have they also have a don't they also have a bucket that you can oh yeah we've got a pulley too with a pulley, chain yeah. so yeah yeah that's another thing that you know we do have another action piece here um to be able to hoist the gold up and down um, I like how the the you know the the ground is being depicted. Of course, this is just on the box, uh, you know, all all covered in gold and everything. Um, it's um, hard to see. I mean, they've put in the 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 river of molten gold there, but that it seems like really sort of a vague gesture. Uh, you sort of get the impression that the Lego people didn't really have any idea what the heck a river of gold was for. You know, um, yes. 
it's almost as if they've been told, like, okay, so it's it's a really important scene in the film where there's this, like, river of molten gold that runs down, and they're like, uh, okay, we can do river of molten gold, but they don't seem to know what to do with it at all. Um, it doesn't go anywhere. It's hard to even imagine how you could make it go anywhere, and even in their own action shot here on the front cover, they're ignoring it. Um, yeah. And almost covering it up completely, actually. Um, one uh, piece of semi one interesting piece is they have actually put dwarf runes in so we get that here um and this actually says something but not quite correctly um it this says this says erebor thror um the 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 rune that looks like the letter m uh is the anglo-saxon rune for the letter e um, the R and the B are are pretty much as they appear. So you can see E R E B O that uh, uh, that that's the O rune, um, and then R. The F looking thing. Yeah, yeah, the F looking thing. Um, then Thror again. You see the uh, oh, oh okay the, yeah they've made two mistakes. It's actually Thrair that they've written there, isn't it? T H R E R. I overlooked that, actually. Uh, that's such a glaring mistake, I didn't even notice it. Um, what, I was, what I was noticing is that they don't know enough about Anglo-Saxon runes when they made this to know that there's a separate rune for, rune for the TH sound. Of course, you oh, don't right. do the T right. rune and the H rune, which is what they've done there. The arrow pointing up is the T rune. Um, uh, and then the other one is the H. Um, you don't do Come that. Come on, Lego, get it together. There's I like mean, a separate golly. rune for, you know, the Anglo-Saxon thorn. Um and of course, the whole, they probably deserve like a B plus forever. Eh, maybe a, I would have given them a B plus when I was ignoring the fact that they spelled it threer or threer, threer. T H E R. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's now a B minus at at, at most. Um, but um, but anyway, you know they've 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 tried. Um, and though it's it's syntactically too a little bit strange. Like, why would you say Erebor Thror? Even if you said it correctly, why would you say Erebor Thror? It doesn't. Yeah, there's kind of shoving well, words on there. Yoda yeah. would say that probably. Huh? Yoda would say that probably. <laughs> <laughs> and that itself is reason enough, really. I mean, That's yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the other peculiar thing. Notice what we have. Here we have a door and a key. I didn't even notice that the first time because I was looking at the runes. Um, so we have torches and stuff, which you know we expect torches, just as we expect random axes hanging on the wall. But um, yeah. but and helmets uh, and armor. Danny, so we have an armory here. I love the uh, the classic Lego anvil there. You know, uh, making an anvil has always been challenging. Um, uh, so this sort of composite anvil. Classic, classic uh, Lego design there. But what's up with the door and the key? I mean, obviously it's sort of, I mean, you know, the key and the door. And the door is interesting in that it looks like a brick wall, you know, or a stone wall. Um, but I, 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 I'm guessing it's sort of supposed to evoke the secret door, right? I, 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 yes. I mean, this is the Lonely well, Mountain set, right? Door. Yeah. They do, I mean, they do say in the promo copy that there's a secret door, so there you go. <laughs> right. Right, and you can tell it's a secret door on account of how it has the word Erebor written over the top of it <laughs> in huge letters. Well, um, it's because well, 
rarer. The rarer is supposed to be. Rare. <laughs> yeah, they've encoded exactly. it. It's camouflage. It's camouflage. If you come to that side of the mountain, it says, "Oh, Erebor Thrur." Oh no, or that can't, that's not or a door. This can't be it. That can't be it. Obviously. <laughs> oh man. I hope the listeners are having as much fun with this episode as we are. <laughs> One thing that's hard is that since I'm I'm using my my cursor to uh, uh, to blow you know to expand the scene, um, I, I I can't I'm having a hard time. I can't really keep up with the questions because uh, um, I, if I move my cursor over there to scroll on there, oh, no, I, no I lose no worries. I lose the picture. Um, so you guys will have to apprise me of of people's contributions to our to our discussion here, um, but I have to say this is this is uh, you know there are some things that are kind of working with this, but they're 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 clearly trying to squeeze way too much in. Not to mention the fact that in this isn't an alternate construction, is it? I mean, this is yeah, this is the way the set goes. That is what I, the problem I'm having here is that the secret door is like in the middle of the armory here, right? So uh, the way it's constructed. The secret door is like the the door out. Um, you know, you've got the interior courtyard here uh, with the secret door. I mean, I get the fact that, um, you know, to some extent they want to have everything that is relevant facing in the same directions. But it really seems to be, you know, they're still making gestures with all of their... Uh, you know, all of their action shots and stuff. They're still making gestures at the idea that a child is supposed to play with this, you know? Right. Um, but how on earth could you... Po- and I say, though I think... I really wonder, how many children actually purchase and play with the Hobbit Lego say, set? This is like $130. Oh, well, that's nothing. Buy it, they're going to be like, okay, Junior, don't play with this. Really? That's nothing. All the Lego sets are like that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, I mean, my son was just showing me the Lego train set that he wants for Christmas and it's 150. <laughs> so oh my gosh. these are not, I'm not saying that these, these, exp- these things aren't expensive, but they're not marked up beyond what normal Lego sets are. This is but par for the Lego well, course. Okay. Um, boy, and my parents had a problem with my Barbie dream house back in the day. Yeah. I'm sure that was like 20 bucks. Yeah, it used to yeah, it used to be that you know like the the huge like uh, you know the huge the huge castle set was really expensive, but you could get other smaller castle sets for a, a comparatively reasonable rate. Um there is no comparatively reasonable anymore in Lego sets, but um but anyway, it's just it seems to me like the, the this whole secret door thing makes the whole thing just look clearly like uh, nothing but a collector piece, right? You know, you just want a display thing that, you know, sort of memorializes elements from the films, right? You know, so you sit here with this sort of panorama like this, and it's like, see, look, it's the Forges of the Dwarves, and there's the Molten Gold, and the River of Gold, remember that? And the Secret Door, the Secret Door is there too, and the Throne, and the Arkenstone, um, uh, see, it's the stuff. Whereas, like, if you're trying to play with it, there's no way that anybody, I mean, like, what are you going to sneak up to the secret door and go out? I mean, that's, that's, it's, does it even open? Uh, maybe it does. I mean, I would believe there are probably hinges there, uh, you know, on the right hand side in the back, they could do that. But, um, b- but it's just, it's not, uh, you can't sneak into Erebor through the secret door. That kind of disturbs me, actually. Um, all apart from the 
<clears throat> thrur issue. Um, <laughs> man, I wish I hadn't noticed that. Um, I was I was more happy with the dwarf with the dwarf runes before I noticed that. Um, let's see any 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 the Arkenstone is they have the Arkenstone in this wild setting the, the, the blue thing the, otherwise it's a pretty normal I guess they do it to separate it from the other gems right because otherwise it would just look like a transparent gem right. um, uh, but um, yeah it's a little it's, and that is a little bit strange um, yeah there's not too much I think to say about the th- the throne sequence here Oh, yes, there's the perfunctory gold. And I think, honestly, I think we have this, this because it's, I mean, I guess that it was in the film, sort of. <clears throat> that is, if you, you know, that uh, shaft that Thorin plunged down, you know, had a pulley, bucket and pulley system kind of like this. But, um, but really, I think they're just like, it's a dwarf mine, we must do this. Here, Dave, is what you were, or Trish, what you were talking about, this thing comes open, so you can conceal things in this chest, apparently, such as, for instance, right. the gems right. that come with it. So <laughs> so there you are. The doorknobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, Those things really look like crystal doorknobs, man. They, they really kind of do. I mean, the, the, the there are several things that Lego functionality you know, imposes upon the shapes of, of things. And, um, that, that, this is one, that's one of the more peculiar ones, I think. Um, anyway. Okay. So that's the lonely mountain set. Which one are we doing next? Well, I think in terms of film chronology, we said witch king King battle. Yeah. Witch king battle. Okay. That's the next one. All right, the Witch King Dave, battle. Get ready for Dave to do some talking. That's right. It's now, a small one, isn't it? Is it it is. It's a small one. The leg. Well, it's only fifteen dollars. Fifteen bucks. I mean, how can you say no to the Witch King battle? You know. So okay. <clears throat> you can't. So, not possible. Box front. Okay. Witch King battle. We have aggressive Elrond. Looking extremely cranky. We have Witch King. What's his happy face look like? What's his happy face look like? Yeah, I wonder. Elrond does not have a happy face. Um, actually, that would be hilarious if, uh, like, uh, you turn Elrond's head around and it just looks—it's like exactly the same face as on the other side, you know. Or, or ah, there you go. If you if you go to the little the little figurine thing, you'll see it's self-satisfied Elrond. Okay. Uh... What I would really like is this same expression, except with one eyebrow lifted. That's what I would really like. <laughs> there you go. Um, we have the we have the the witch king with glow in the dark head. That's one of the queer features a of this. A glowing head. A glow in the That's dark awesome. head. Um, That's worth fifteen dollars right there. Man, yeah. And then I'm hesitant to even do it, but terrifying Goadriel. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, she I guess should it, be teal green, so she matches the "All Will Love Me and Despair" thing in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, wow. So, um, oh my goodness! If I were uh, Aiden Turner's agent, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be sending around, you know, eight by ten glossies of his Lego portrait. Um, if I were, if I were 
Kate Blanchett's agent, I would consider legal action, I think. Um, <laughs> this is just horrifying. Horrifying. Um, I mean, if she's supposed oh to be gosh. scary, they have succeeded in scary. Uh, but um, I don't know. You know, you'd think, especially with the detail we were looking at with the dwarves, you'd think somebody would go, you know, we really kind of, I mean, we need to have her be battle action, but this is a little much. We need a little different. <laughs> the eyes. There. The eyes. I mean, the, no, they're white, aren't they? They're just all yes, white. they're all white. Um, and uh, and and. Yeah, I mean the 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 facial lines are a little bit beyond. I mean, like, did we have to give Galadriel well, crow's maybe feet? Her eyes like, back on her head. why are yeah, we right. doing that? You know, but but okay. Um, uh, maybe the maybe the vial of Arendelle's light makes her crazy. Maybe, maybe. I hope there's some manner of explanation for this. Um, and. Uh, I was kind of hoping that there was like some sort of like witch king launcher off the top of this, but uh, apparently not, um, which is a little disappointing. I have to say, um, I love the fact that there are skeleton pieces, uh, that you can, of course this is, I assume get comes together into one full skeleton, but we do fortunately have a catapult. Um, so that's, uh, that's useful. Apparently the witch king battle involves hurling lava. Um, Either that, or, either that, or pumpkins. I'm not sure. Pumpkins, possibly, possibly pumpkins, possibly balls of flame from a catapult. That's what I was thinking it was, probably. Um, does it, does it, also, does it look to either of you like like Elrond is beheading that skeleton? Yes, but the skeleton doesn't appear to mind. It still yeah. has its smile on over <laughs> here, so um, it's got a really good attitude about the whole thing. Gerald Michael wa- wanted to know if we thought maybe that was that was Radagast. <laughs> with this over here. <laughs> yes, the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now of course, one of the facts about this, you know, one of the one of the factors that we have to keep in mind when we look at the 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 characters in the Lego sets is that they're not duplicating. See, they want um there there are very few um, figurine duplications. If you want to collect all of the major figures from the film, you generally have to collect you know, the whole series. So, for instance, the fact that there's no Radagast and no Gandalf in this scene is explained by the fact that the Dol Guldur battle from the previous film one um, uh, had both of those. So, you know, you can, you've already had the opportunity to get Gandalf and Radagast and you have to purchase that other set in order to do that. I wonder to what extent the presence of the Witch King is also... Um, uh, sort of suggested by this, because they had a necromancer figure um, in the other. So, you know, can we take from this uh, that the real battle is going to be not between the necromancer and Galadriel, but between Galadriel and the Witch King? No, I don't think we can take that at all, because, again, they've already done the necromancer figurine, and they're not doing him again. So they, But they didn't do a Witch King one, so here we go. Um, That seems to me the reason for the choice. Um... And I also, yeah. I personally think that uh, is the explanation for the Bayorn being included in the ambush one last time too. Well, but no, because oh, we didn't have like a Bayorn um, set of any kind, huh? Yeah. But 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 hang on, hang on. I don't agree because <laughs> first of all, 
if that I mean, if that ends up not happening, if we do not get Bjorn going to Dol Guldur at all, or anywhere near Dol Guldur in the extended edition or in the beginning of the third movie, um, then I would consider it frankly odd and quite a strange thing for them to do um, to include. To, to I mean, including him isn't a shock. Um, you know, wanting to include a Bjorn figurine and having to shoehorn him in somewhere because there was so little of him in the film, that's a natural problem for them to have. The choice for them to to not just notice, because they didn't just make him one of the figurines in a larger set. He was the centerpiece of that particular small that set. It was one of their small sets. It was just him and a couple orcs. Um, and, and so the whole premise of that set was... And so it, if anything... That looked like not a set which was sort of describing a scene and, oh, let's throw Bjorn in. Rather, that seemed a set which was, let's do Bjorn and we need some kind of small background. I mean, you know, this is pretty typical where it's one of their small sets. It's only a $15 set, so, you know, it's cheap. Um, right. And um, it's primarily just the figurines. I mean, you get this not for the this weird tree-ish thing and the little gate and the very... Oh, but listen, I have to read what the weird tree-ish thing is. So listen, I gotta okay. read this. This is okay. short, okay? Ready? Right. Galadriel and Elrond have... I feel like I need to do the voice that's in yes. the Lotro things, you know? Galadriel and Elrond have ventured to the evil fortress of Dol Guldur, where they are attacked by the ghostly witch king. Help our heroes to battle this vicious crown foe with the glow-in-the-dark head. <laughs> Reverse the faces of Elrond and Galadriel, and use Galadriel's elven magic and the light of Eärendil to overcome his evil powers. Evade fireballs shot from the catapult and connect all the skeleton bones to create a figure. Use Elrond's golden sword to duel against the Witch King, who is spinning on the rotating platform for extra power. What? Will triumph in this battle between good and evil. <laughs> He's got an extra rotating power spinning platform. So oh, there that, it is! That's what that brown thing is. Yeah, that's what that brown thing is. That thing you just said, the overhang I, deal. See on the top there? It looks like it's the spin. Yeah, right there. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, no, that's like a tree thing. No, no, no. That's oh, it. Back it's, there, it's, it's that there. round disc there just but to the oh, left God, of the tip it, of that, that spear. That's got to be what that is. Here, here, let's, 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 surely we can get a close up. Yeah, see, there it is, right there. I wonder if he's going to be doing that in the movie. You think he'll be spinning for extra power? Oh. Yes, I definitely, uh, seems likely. Yeah, see, there he is. He's oh, on the spinning platform. Uh, balanced on one foot like a, one like, foot. a like a, like a, like a, 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 a figure skater. <laughs> yeah, spinning in place. Oh, that is awesome. It is just fantastic. Oh, and here's the handle. I love the... Oh, go ahead. Is that the thing you used to spin it? Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's got to be what you used to spin it. How does that work? I love the... Um... It doesn't look like it works. It doesn't rotate. So you can twist love... it back and forth. I love the way this sentence is put together. Reverse the faces of Elrond and Galadriel and use Galadriel's elven magic and light of Arendel to overcome his evil powers. So that means you could reverse the faces of Elrond and Galadriel to overcome his evil powers. Exactly, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> overcome it with the power of Elrond's smugness. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. There's yeah. a smug face, huh? Yeah. Yep. So now, do we have, in the Galadriel one, well, you're going to talk about Elrond first. Yeah, yeah well, this is better. Oh, there we go. Oh my gosh, she's wearing brown lipstick. Good heavens. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like she's had some so she's work done. done. You know, she's got yes. some like some some <laughs> some botox action on her lips there, I think. But um yeah. Yeah. But it's still better than the other face, you know. Oh boy. 
She's still got this cheek thing. I wonder what they're trying to convey with those cheek lines. I don't either. Okay, I, I, up I wonder if they're trying to convey sort of a, you know, thinness, thin face. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, trying to superimpose a particular facial structure on, you know, the cylindrical block of a Lego head. Do you think those come as a result of, like, agents and co- contracts or the, the agents like, <laughs> all right, you somehow have to find a way to make the Lego character, Cape Blanchett, look skinny. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and the Lego guys are like, I've, uh, all right, uh, I guess we'll uh, try to paint some cheekbones on there. Uh, right. Here's, here's something that's interesting. It says, Doggledore Fortress features a haunted tree with rotating platform, skeleton torso activated catapult. <laughs> Now that's a phrase you don't hear every day. Skeleton torso activating. Oh, and it's it's actually attached. Look at that. All right. That's so, awesome. a unique piece of engineering. It really is. It really is, is boy. Sauron's ingenuity. Yeah. And they say, turn the lights out and watch the Witch King's head glow. Yeah. <laughs> One. Really wonders, in fact, the the imagination boggles at the utility of this particular piece of structure. You know, like, what did the architect have in mind when he designed this particular groping arm here? um, Maybe it's supposed to be a root of the haunted tree? uh, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, That is really disturbing. Now I'm going to want to see if Elrond really does have a golden sword in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But the skeleton torso activated catapult. Um, I really, I mean, like, from the look on the box, you know, I really, especially since, look, notice the joints are being concealed cunningly by, like, like they're oh, strategically... So actually activating the catapult with his golden sword there. Well, it That's looks like, I mean, the motions make it look like he's firing the catapult anyway. And certainly it's not being fired at, at either Elrond or Galadriel in this picture. Um, it's just kind of being fired. It's just kind of being fired, yeah, exactly. Um, and so exactly. now... I wonder if we'll have... I wonder if we'll have a skeleton, skeleton torso activated catapult in the movie. That's a good question. Yeah. And if not, Indeed. why not? That's what I would say. Indeed, the 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 Elrond's posture, and and given what we know about the mechanism with which things are launched, it looks like Elrond's actually launching it now. It really does. It really does. Right. Exactly. Um. And maybe maybe Galadriel's pissed because he's doing it. Who knows? <laughs> right? Yeah. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You fool! <laughs> way too late. Witch King's not even down there. <laughs> oh man! Now, of course, you see that the file of Go- the file of of Goadriel that she's carrying. You know, the light of um, uh, uh, the light of Arendel. The light of Elrond's father. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think he'd be a little more ticked off about that. But anyway, um, uh, the, yeah, so the Light of Arendel is, of course, exactly the same as the gems uh, in Erebor. It's just you hold it upside down. If you hold it this way, it's a file. If you hold it the other way, it's a gem. Um, I have to admit, my very first thought when I saw, you know, just without the detail, when I just saw a picture of the cover here, and I, I could see the bright, shining thing that she was holding, my first thought was that this was going to be her ring, that they were going to actually be, you know, suggesting oh, yeah. the power of, of Nenya, but no, they're going with the file. Um, 
I have a hard time believing that's going to be in the movie. I mean, well, I think it is because it's going to be another connection to the Lord of the Rings movies. I, I, I guess, I guess I was sort of assuming, um, that, uh, um, uh, I, I was sort of assuming that, uh, uh, the Lego people were just making the connection to the Lord of the Rings movie. You know, they're like, they wanted to give her something to hold. Um, obviously of course, then uh. this has been one of the challenges with the Lego Lord of the Rings stuff from the very beginning. You can't do rings, uh, you know, for Lego characters because they have no fingers and it would be too small anyway. Um, so, you know, we have these awesome Lego sets with Bilbo and Frodo holding a ring, you know, that's about like, you know, in proportion about two feet in diameter, right? right? It looks like a life preserver um, because you have to have a ring figurine, but, but it's the only way you can do it. Um, So my first thought was that this is simply like, you know, they want to give her something to hold some elf magic thing to hold. They can't do her ring and they don't want to give her a big life preserver Nenya. So instead they're like, Hey, she has a, a th- and, and and conveniently, this you know this elf magic thing that she uses in the Lord of the Rings film is actually shaped you know like a doorknob, yeah. yeah. so we can use that. Um, I I don't know. What do you guys? So do you guys think we're actually going to well, get the file of Galadriel in the film? Actually, what you just said makes me think that maybe it is supposed to be Nanya, and the Lego people didn't know that. Maybe. And they assumed it was the file of. Alien. It's possible. Oh. Or they were just like, how on earth are we supposed to do that? Uh, All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll just use a crystal. (laughs) Right, right. Because if they were going to do – because it does – because the Elven Rings have gems, and this is basically the only way they can do a gem that that the Lego person can wield. So it could be. Because you're right. They couldn't do a ring like the one ring, which is, like you said, two feet in diameter, and then put a gem on top of it. Right. Then again, uh, Elron should also have a ring, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I... Hey, um, sidebar, Dave. I want to let you know that my question box for some reason is frozen, so I'm not getting any updates on questions. So you uh, may be the, the guy for questions. I'll keep an eye out on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I like Robert Brown's comment that it seems like you know now it t- it's been revealed that. Galadriel was just re-gifting the file to Frodo. You know, it's yep. like, uh, <laughs> here's the power of my file, slightly used, but <clears throat> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a previously enjoyed file of Galadriel. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really good question. I don't know whether we'll get the file of Galadriel. I do think it's more likely we'll get the file of Galadriel than we will get Galadriel wielding her ring somehow. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I don't know. You know, I like. There's so many. A lot of my when I think when I when I ask myself what's my reasoning for that, most of it has most of it is based on book stuff, which which they would be perfectly willing to disregard if they thought it would be cool to have her wield her ring. So I don't know. Uh, Looking at the Witch King, I'm missing his hair. I mean, that's one of the things that's you know really like notable about him is he's got that hair thing going on. Well, but just remember the. Remember how Feely and Balin's hair ended up looking, right? You know, in order to try to convey like long wavy hair, all the hair. Yeah, they can't do wispy. It's not possible to do wispy. So, like, basically, you either have like very small hair or you have like 
1985 huge hair. Yeah. Right, like yeah. like Keeley has <laughs> hair metal hair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, neither one also, of which is going to work for the Witch King. Also, don't we have a constraint here with Legos? Can't we can't do hair and crown? We have to make a choice. It is possible oh, to no, do it actually. Well, Thranduil has Thranduil has hair. Well, see, it, oh, you right. can do sort of the halfway thing like this, where you superimpose it. But this is clearly just part of the hair, right? Yeah. You know, so here they've they've had it both ways with both Elrond and uh, Galadriel. Actually, you know, right? They've got like actually they've got like matching his and hers headsets there. You know, it's actually kind mm-hmm. of cute. It it looks like they coordinated their wardrobes really. But um, so, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? Exactly. The gold are, are 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 you going to wear the gold headset? Because if so, you know. Um, anyhow, so. yeah, yeah. So, um, but but the, it is possible. You know, they they have had a crown which would go over like a ridge that was up on top of the hair. You can't. They can do that, but it's big. I mean, it's it's it ends up being enormous. Um, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, and, bum we don't get Galadriel's bare feet. What a bummer! Yeah, well, they don't it's have feet block. either. Well, I mean, but like the Witch King has, you know, well stumps. St- yeah, I mean, I guess you could give her stumps sticking out from under the dress, but there's no way to do that. I mean, with the proportions of Legos, there's no way you could do that without making it look like Galadriel's wearing a mini skirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. which would be really feet bad. On the bottom there, it would too. Yeah, because I mean, if you put feet, like basically, the only way you could do feet would be, I mean, like this is essentially like from the knees down, right? In order to have his feet sticking right. out. So yeah, she'd be wearing, she'd be wearing, you know, like a fetching little skirt that went down, you know, that ended above the That's knee. True. That would just not be right. the thing. That would not be the thing for Glad. Boy, and now that I look at it, this the dress is this is flattering. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Notice all of those inward nice. curves there to suggest yeah. some kind of shape to her rectangular body. Otherwise rectangular body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, when she's in angry face mode... The, the yeah, when she's in angry you know, face the... mode, she looks really very rectangular. I mean, she's very boxy <laughs> here. Uh, it's, you know... <laughs> The happy face is much more flattering to her all all around. Um, yeah, yeah. She does have bare arms, which is kind of risque. That's a little unusual. I love the fact that we see how, get see how that, we get like her throat. The outside supposed to look like the cape. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She does. She will have a she will have a detachable cape. So you have to you have to you have to like put that over her neck stub and then put her head on top of it in order to get her cape to stay on. <laughs> Um, yep. and, and also the, uh, the, 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 one of the consequences of this is that the, uh, the, the sort of the connect, the, you know, the cape in her throat covers over the line, um, you know, the joint between her head and her torso there. Um, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love the so fact that kind. she has a little, they were pretty kind to her except for the f- bad face. Yeah, well, and the and the and the and the Botox lips, but you know, she's like got oh, yeah, a little bit of the Mick Jagger thing going on here. But that's, you know, <laughs> again, what can you do? The proportions are small. Um, I'm a little disappointed by the Morgul blade here, which I assume this is some kind of Morgul blade, and it's this is just a very standard black yes. sword. Um, yeah. They didn't. It's pretty pedestrian. Yeah, they kind of mailed in the sword there. Uh, I'm afraid, um, but. One last thing to glance at before we move on here. Um, 
Lego in their display here does not show the back of the box, which I always which I always find very interesting uh, because it gives you lots of suggestions, uh, lots of sort of story narrative suggestions for like what you can play with the set to try to stir your imagination and, and induce you to buy the thing. Um, so we have some uh, sort of grainy internet pictures uh, that people have made of the back of the boxes. Um, <clears throat> we didn't have one for the Lonely Mountain. Like the one with the ladder and the skeleton, especially having a cup of coffee. Yeah, the skeleton's like, "Hey, girl, good to see ya." What's up? I didn't know you were coming. I'd have put something on. (laughs) (laughs) The whole the whole arm gesture that it's doing here is so you know it's so flippant and cavalier. It's just charming. Um, Yeah, yeah. And here, of course, we have the rotational action. Um, I see he spins back and forth. Okay, see that this, 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 their their motion here. They always show how the moving parts work on the back, which is one of the things oh, that I love okay. about the back. So apparently, it doesn't spin around and around. It spins back and forth. It spins back and forth. Yeah, he just he just he just oscillates basically back and forth. So so if we go back to where is the where the place where we can see the back here? Okay, because see, obviously this doesn't rotate because it's on a square peg, right? So you couldn't right. possibly spin that even a little bit. But it does have some give so that you can just sort of push it back and forth to make him not spin but kind of oscillate like a fan back and back backwards and forwards um by the way are those two holes down there are do you think those are to connect to the other doggle door sets yes yes those are those are classic set joints um uh though usually they're on the bottom actually it's a little unusual to have them one row up um but yes yes i would expect those to be able to so that you could link it in don't you love that Corey is such a Lego expert? I love that. <laughs> a misspent yeah. youth. The Lego uh, professor. The Lego children <laughs> professor. Yeah, yeah. Um, a misspent youth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, did I tell you the tragedy of my uh, of my attempts to play Legos with my little brother? See, the tragedy was, it was like when I was, I, I was really interested in the Lego castle sets when I was like in my early teens, but it was like, I was at this awkward age where I couldn't just like get them and play with them myself because it was like way too much for my like 12 or 13 year old dignity. But I, I had the very great convenience of a younger brother, um, who was really too young for them. Um, but, uh, but that was okay. I was willing to push through that. And you know, as a justification. Right. So when he was five or six, I was like, <clears throat> Christian, Christian is my little brother. I was like, Christian, Hey, let's play with Legos. So, you know, I got Christian all into the castle Lego sets and stuff. And, and we were, and it was really completely self-indulgent on my part, but the whole thing really backfired. Um, because, he really liked them so much that he claimed them all for himself on the ah, on the monstrously sophistical grounds that they had been purchased for him and that I'd been telling them that they were his all along, really just hoping that, you know, again, it was pure window dressing and I thought it was totally understood that, like, really they were mine. But um, but no, he actually claimed them and, and, uh, and, and still has them all to this day. So that, that will teach you. Well, this 
this explains something to me because when Corey told me that he had received the Lego catalog in the mail <laughs> just recently, and I said, "Why are you getting a catalog?" He goes, "I don't know." Yeah, don't know. it's Maybe not, it's just something. random junk mail I get. You know, I, I don't, I don't you, know. I'll bet you're on their gold list. Are you doing this with your children <laughs> sure, now too? Make sure Corey Olson gets this. Yes. Yeah, are you doing this with your children? Oh, Let's I've tried. Nicholas, at least uh, with my oldest, um, it has failed in a different way. He's just not into the castle sets as I am, you know, like the fantasy stuff. Um, I mean, I, Oh, good. Well then you get to have them now. Right. Exactly. I can, I can just, I can just have them, but it, but it, it takes away my, uh, my, my justification. And he, it's to my great disappointment. He prefers like the Lego city sets, like the airport and things like that, which just left still leave me cold. You know, I'm just like, that's, that's wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't get into that. Um, but that's that's my son, the future engineer. Um, so here Merry we are. Merry Christmas, Nicholas. Oops. Oh, you. Oh, you didn't want the dog holder set. Oh dear. Yeah. Gosh. Sorry. Uh, I right. misunderstood. We'll, uh, we'll just hold on to this one, and then we'll go uh, buy the other one tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> I love the raggedy cape, by the way. They've really yeah, done, you know. They, they've and also they, his tattered, his tattered outfit. You know? Yeah, they've like, they've done a pretty good job, you know, for for a you know a a a, a solid block Lego figure, you know, to do to to try to simulate a wraith, you know, and and they've they've done really as well as you could possibly expect. And the wrinkles around his mouth. Yeah, his his facial expression is quite good. You know, yeah. I guess like wizened and shriveled, they do okay. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like, you know, Balin and, and angry Galadriel, not quite yeah, so well. And Elder Sage, they're not so good at. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So here, so you actually do depress the, the skeleton torso yep. to fire that off, but yep. it's good to see that you still can <clears throat> reattach the legs, uh, to the skeleton torso and create an entire skeleton. So you can have that fun recreation project. So um, have tea parties. With yeah. Them. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. One thing that really kind of I find mysterious here is this whole finger yeah, going on with that? thing here. Uh, normally, they—that's like a little—that's like a little old school. They didn't used to have hand models like this, you know, to actually show the turning of the set. Um, they would have like picture. You know, in their in their instructions and stuff, they have like you know the the little picture cartoons to show like push here. But what's this about? Like, oh, is it he's like but pointing yeah, to his head? Push on him. What do we do? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, if you do this well, with your finger, yeah, it must be. It but like, if you do this with your finger, you'll knock him over. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. It's <laughs> that's doing. What it looks like. <laughs> I mean, because like the arrow. Like, what's up with that arrow? I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking it probably may go with the inset above, but there's nothing in the arrow that indicates that. You know, no. so it doesn't like show. You know, here is a close-up of this head that I'm pointing at. It's really, it's really a little bit. I'm assuming odd. that that instead is showing the glow and the, the glowy thing because it's kind of dark. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it kind of the, the whole the whole finger with like the creepy fingernail reminds me like vaguely of that um, that that really sinister-looking long-nailed hand that Tolkien drew onto the Thror map, right, pointing towards the secret <laughs> yes. door. Except this time we're pointing towards the glowy head. Uh, um, 
Anyway, I, this is probably my uh, th- this is my favorite inset. You know the the uh, oh, the little like definitely. high school reunion picture of Goadrio and the skeleton. But this one is a pretty close second. You know this you know run away. You know you know the Elrond puts him to flight with the power of his cynical eyebrow. Um, it's great. <laughs> I, I really like that. Um, uh, and the frenzied motion lines around the Witch King, like, you know, he can oscillate very quickly back and forth, and Elrond can parry the entire time. It's, um, it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, it's worth 15 bucks to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's just, that's just fantastic. Okay, so that's can the Witch King we, battle set. proceed to Lake Town? Yeah, we should. Lake Town. We should. Let's go to Lake Town. Okay, so... Here we go. I, I will... How about if I read the little promo? Okay, yes, do so. I don't, do know so. I don't know that this is funny, but... Um, Lake Town is under attack from evil orcs. Rush Bane, son of Bard, to the bell tower to hand over the Black Arrow to his heroic father. Target the invaders with the crossbow. If an orc attempts to enter, the booby trap door will make fireballs fall on his head. Hurry across the bridge to defend the dock. Hoist <laughs> goods up with the crane and activate the ladder explode function to send an orc flying off the sidewall. Board the boat with Tariol and use her elven warrior skills to outwit the enemy. <laughs> wait, wait. Use her warrior skills to outwit the enemy? Yes, use her elven warrior skills to outwit the enemy. Hey, right. I got an elven hunter. She's got skills. She's yes, got right. skills to Yes, but you don't use battle skills to outwit people. That That's doesn't true. make any sense. Um, actually, I'm impressed that this set is only thirty bucks. I mean, I'm not saying that's pretty elaborate. Not a fair amount of money, but I wouldn't have guessed but that price Lego just terms. looking at this. Yeah, in Lego terms, in the Lego scale, I would have guessed this was more of a. I mean, it's it's got five figurines, <clears throat> including three named characters, um, and this whole structure. I would have guessed this was a forty or fifty dollars set. But hey, look at the this. Looks like a kayak. Yeah. Uh, that's not so very secure. This boat. Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> Indeed, it has exactly the same construction, I believe, as uh, Gollum's boat. <laughs> this is true. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So I wonder we... if this attaches to the Escape from Lake Town set from last year. Remember the one with the. If it connects with the Escape from Lake Town, yeah. it might. <clears throat> we'll have to see if it has connectors on the sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, first of all, this is... In, There's a it, fish. Did you see the fish? Yes. Fish. <laughs> Boy, yeah, poor Bane is woefully un- uh, ill-equipped. Yes, he is. I he love is. every scene. There's, like, orcs attacking, and he's standing there wielding a fish. <laughs> <laughs> he's stuck holding the fish. There we go. <laughs> there he is. Anybody? Can I get a weapon? Help? Okay, so... <laughs> Bane seems to have two faces. One is like innocent, childish smile face with freckles and everything. And the other one is like That one looks like Opie. Oh no, that's his that's his that's his child face. Um his his other one is like the oh, pirate go. face. I mean, doesn't he look doesn't he look Fudge. frankly piratical here? You know, yes. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, they've. Are we like? Are we to take from this that Bard is going to get beat up? I mean, I he looks like he's got bruises and cuts on his face. 
it's really an interesting kind of choice. I mean, like, so we're going to take... N- none of the other figures, none of the other warriors engaged in battle sequences in these Lego sets have wounds on their face. But the child is going to be bashed all to pieces? And, you know, it, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting, actually. It's a, it's and why a, wouldn't they give the child a battle face as well? I mean, I'm wondering if... Oh, well, he's a child. We don't want to give him a battle face. I don't understand that. Right, yeah, it's the option. His, his face <sighs> options are between battered and... Like beaten cheerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. he 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 doesn't get a a berserker face at all. Um, it's just it's very, well. Yeah. I mean, the, all he's got to fight with is a fish. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you go into battle true. with a fish, your face is likely to end up looking like that too. I guess he's lucky he still has a head. Yeah, true, true. Though, in of course, in Lego battles, you can fix that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's not got armor or anything, and he's as short as a so hobbit. Like Bard has fabulous hair too. Oh yeah. Now this is interesting because Bard is in more than one set. He's one of the few uh, major figures yeah. who does get repeated um, <clears throat> in multiple sets. Um, yep. Remember that Thranduil got shoehorned into that uh, Elven, uh, you know, Mirkwood army defense. Uh, you know, the 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 one where they're defending the wall, and the, uh, you know he's. Right. Defending the parapet that Azog does not jump up onto. Remember, um, in this right. in the second film, that's the set that he got shoehorned into, and I don't think he appears in any of the other ones um, because he's already appeared in that one. Um, Bard is looking a little worried, uh, and and you know, I think. Bard's face seems to me much more successful than most of the other Lego faces, but I think yeah. it's because of the mutton chops, right? When you actually have the frame of the face with the beard, it works better um, as far as actually shaping the face. Yeah, I if, agree. If he had, like, Galadriel merely those, like, cheekbone marks, he would look as weird as she does. But his rugged yep. facial hair enables him to. Uh, begin. I love the full-length coat that comes down to his knees, even on his uh, blocky uh, uh, Lego figure. That's kind of cool. Um, he does look like he has a bit of a hair helmet going on. Well, yes, yes, he does. But in well, their defense, like... he kind of does in the movie too. So yeah, yes. that's true. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yikes! Yikes! Okay, the orc face. Hey, the orc has a nose. Are orcs the yeah, only gosh. people who have noses? Look at that. He's got a nose. That's amazing. Huh. Does Toriel have a nose? No nose. But she is angry, boy. Don't even Whoa. get in Toriel's way. Oh, my goodness. She kind of looks like... Uh, uh, she kind of looks like... Uh, I don't even know what she looks like. Scary. <laughs> but... Actually, what was the name of that character in that awful show that that like a uh, uh, Ted Bundy's wife was this you look like that? anyway yeah uh, oh yeah I forget her Peg Peg, Peg? yeah Peg Bundy is what she is, is who she reminds me of in this picture but um which is not flattering at all um no, <laughs> notice that we get we get some like um you know waist action there right we're trying to slim her figure down too right let's try to yep. make her less uh trapezoidal <laughs> you know <laughs> in her torso um because uh, we can't give her the flowing robes and stuff uh but yeah what's her does she have a happy face what does her other face look like do we get her other face on the box let's see what's her other face here so no no she's yeah. just she's always no. angry <laughs> 
Poor Tariel. She seems universally distraught. Let's see, do we get it in here? Oh yeah. Okay, here it is. Oh. It's, it's just well, it's like not her. Much less. Her calm. She she's still got her game face on, but she's not in like I'm gonna bite your head off now mode yet. So. Yeah, and I love the fact that she has pointy ears built into her hair. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> because, of course, pointy ears, another thing that's very difficult to do. I guess Goadriel had these, too, but I didn't really notice them at the time. Um, but, yeah, the whole pointy ears built into the hair thing, that's a really cunning solution to the uh, Lego characters don't have ears any more than noses uh, 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 thing. Of course, this is the classic bow. Lego bows have looked like that for 30 years. Um, yep. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Since uh, there's no real articulation to Lego characters' arms, you can't even try to develop a bow that can be drawn, so you just make a drawn bow that you can shoot with one hand, which is kind of convenient, if implausible. Like this, so that's that's the other option where you do like if you're shooting, you hold it like that, so that it looks like you're shooting, but because you can't turn your body sideways either, so that's fine. Okay, and we have, needless to say, this uh, set comes with its own pre-made action piece. <clears throat> we have a you know, anytime Lego is doing a set that actually contains a piece of siege equipment, they're obviously happy because now we have a spring loaded ballista that we can shoot off. Though I just love the fact that the black arrow has a blunted safety tip. Uh, there is something entirely delightful about that. In fact, I really like how it's depicted on the cover. It's like, I am firing the blunted safety tip, black and black. And I mean, seeing it coming, shooting out, and it's this like... won't put anyone's eye out. <laughs> that's right. Guaranteed to injure no one, least of all dragons. Um, <laughs> you know, the, well, that's, that's why in this set he's shooting it at the orcs, because... It's large enough that if you hit the orc with that, probably it would do some damage. At right. least it would knock him into the water. Right, exactly. Well, you might be able to knock air, uh, orcs over with the black arrow here, but you certainly are not penetrating any dragon hides with this arrow. Um, yeah, you can just see the, uh, the 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 internal fight, you know, between the um, uh, the you know the creative design people at Lego and the. Uh, um, what's the what's the what's the phrase that they use? What's the job description for the people who try to to, to try to minimize the, your likelihood of being sued? I'm, there's a job title for this. I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, no clue. Does anybody remember mm. this? It's one of my, it's, it's 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 a favorite euphemism of mine. Um, hospitals have them. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what it's. Oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, Kevin says defeat Smaug with blood force trauma. Yes, that's <laughs> that's exactly how this Black Arrow thing works. Um, I really wonder what the what the trigger mechanism is. You know, we've got uh, and and what's this? Is that a bell? I mean, it kind of looks like a. It kind of looks like a. You know, a, a, a hanging electric light above. Uh, uh, you know, it's good that they have an illuminated workspace for for Bard up there on the tower. But I don't think that's what it is. Is that a bell? It looks like it's quivering up there above his head in the action shot here. Um, is he seriously? Is there like? Is he? Is he honestly expected to fire this with a bell ringing right above his head? 
Is that? But it doesn't look like a bell. What is that thing? Can we see hmm. it more clearly in any other shots? Or a, a light, an overhead light, like a Wait, it looks light. like an overhead yeah, light, but it was can't it, be an overhead light. In the description, didn't they say something about what was Bane supposed to be doing in the description? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold Let's on. see. Let uh, make fireballs fall on his head. Um, ladder explode function. Very cross the bridge. Voice goods up. No, they don't say anything. The bell tower. Rush oh, Bane's oh, bell tower. the bell tower. Oh, it is a bell. Bell tower. So maybe it's a bell, huh? So, so apparently they've rigged up the black <laughs> arrow crossbow, uh, ballista, whatever the heck we call it, in the bell tower. <laughs> right, right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, multitasking. You know, you you, you got a you got a perfectly good tower. And the fact is, important as it may be to have a dragon defense tower in your town, um, you know, uh, dragon defense isn't something you do every day. So, you know, you put a bell up there, because why build a second tower? It's inconvenient when it comes time to shoot at the dragon and you've got a bell six inches away from your head. I'm still puzzled by this and I have to say, this rather half-hearted attempt at a bell, it's not that Lego isn't capable of making a bell shape, though come to think of it, I've never seen one that I can recall in any other Lego set. Um, this seems like a kind of thrown together, using other pre-existing plastic shapes that they have attempt at a bell. Though Bard's angry face is really good. You know, he looks not completely manic, but just really effectively angry there. I think that that's a Yep. Oh it, well, he is injured probably, too. I I think that what he's doing is gritting his teeth through the deafening pain of uh, <laughs> right, the belt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. His expression says nothing if not. Why did they put a freaking bell right next to the <laughs> ballista on this tower? I'm gonna kill the guy who did that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Now his face is he got dirt on his face? Is that dirt or bruises? That's what I think. I think both he and Bane have like like dirty, like their faces are covered in dirt or maybe soot from like the town oh, burning. Oh, soot from the town burning of course. Oh, of course. That makes perfect sense. I so, do question the, yeah. the wisdom of the orcs attacking the town during Spock's <laughs> That's right. I mean... Uh, well, it's probably an either or thing, don't you think? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so uh, where's this cascade of fireballs? That's what I want to know. So, Okay, so we have... What's that hinge for? Why is there a hinge dangling maybe, from maybe the side? Maybe it'll say on the, on the back of the box. Yeah, let's see here. Hang on. We've got, we've, got, we've got a whole bunch of... Uh, oh, we've got... Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of... Of, of, of close-ups here. So, okay. Let's actually let's go let's go through these in order. Okay, so this is the one we were looking at here. Where we've got Bane's dropped his fish. Unfortunately, um, we have this is this is the inside of the exploding ladder thing. Um, I'm not sure what's up with that. We've got a barrel on a winch. This is what uh, Bane is 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 manning here. Um, I guess the barrel is just for bashing goblins with, um, and then that mysterious hinge. And then, okay, here's firing the crossbow mechanism there. 
I think those red things are supposed to be, what, like lanterns or something? Anyway, okay. Then we... Okay, next detail here. Hinge still inexplicable. Is it a knocker? <laughs> I mean, it's a door. This door is hinged. It is a door. It's hinged. Oh, is it or a door? Oh, it's like the door latch. But that's weird. They don't do door latches. I've seen handles, but not a swinging. Yeah, it locks. It looks like, huh? Yeah, I know it doesn't lock. It it would just it just dangles. The it's a that's a standard Lego bracket on the wall, and then you attach this like stirrup thing to it. It, it suggests a latch. Whether it functions as a latch, yeah, who can tell? Do they really have Lego on every single one of those things? Every single knob. So yes, if you look closely at the top of Dwalin's head, you will see Lego printed. Oh my gosh. Um, Is this the prison? I think it's some sort of prison, but it doesn't look like the same as the prison from the other, uh, in the other set. Right. The way Bart has to get up into the bell tower? How does bell, how does Bard get up to the bell tower? Um, you have to go up the, the you have side. to go up across you have to the, go up the ladder on the side yeah. and hope that it doesn't fall Expl- out. Explode, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Wow. You used to get past the swinging barrel. It's past the swinging like barrel. Over the fireballs. Okay, well this is definitely a door. I would expect what there to be... The, okay, let's see if there's if we see the back side of it. Okay. Nah, no, we're still not seeing the back side of that. So there's our door with its really impressive hinges. Here's the swinging barrel. Now we're seeing the outside of the of the trick ladder. And the fish, <laughs> the fish on the wall bracket. I love it. Uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your fish ready to hand whenever you need to wield it. Okay, that's good. Um, all right. And he's manning the band's manning the fort with his happy face here. Okay, now here we have Bard with his bow ascending the ladder, which is not exploding, but he's coming up on, from behind while the orcs are attacking Ban, who's defending them with his fish, or defending against them with his fish while Perch. standing on the on the ballista. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, let's hope this is not an action scene taken straight from the movie, but who knows? Maybe it is. Um, if Ban actually wields a fish in the films, we will all know that it's really just <clears throat> an Easter egg uh, for the Lego set. Okay, here is that door opened here, and the and the or and the goblins playing limbo or no, he's being the fireballs have fall. This is where the fireballs fall down. Oh, that's oh. where the fireball. He was down. blasted yeah, yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. Fireballs that were contained within that box. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, so you open the door and the fireballs fall down. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So hang on a second. And you get two fireballs. Woohoo! Okay, so here is the fireball mechanism. So you yep. open the door and it that slides down and releases the two fireballs. Okay. <laughs> wow! Oh, I- and then you. And then you set your building on fire. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And th- what's that? Maybe that's what makes the thing fall down. <laughs> it's like, and this is the railroad crossing sign, which, uh, <laughs> because it's right next to the tracks. What on earth is that thing? It's not in any of the other pictures. Like Wait, wasn't that the lamp? 
railroad. Oh yeah, no, there it is. It's the lamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lamp. Yeah. It is. The what lamp. happened to it? Why it is the lamp sideways? all knocked askew? Oh, is it the... part of the mechanism? Do you turn the lamp? It must be part of the mechanism that, because you know, you don't want the thing to fall down on just anybody that goes through the door. So you have to open the door and turn the lamp. I mean, this see, is. See, there's a little. See the little hand. Look at the little Mickey Mouse glove pointing at the lamp. <laughs> Oh no, that's you. That's me. Sorry. Yeah, that's your that's cursor. Me. Oh, I thought it was on the. I thought it was in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to Yeah, see, look, the the lamps on on one of those clear little like like rotating pieces. Yep. Yep. It is. It's not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's kind it of Inspector Gadget, wonder, actually. Yeah. If it does it make is. you yet, yeah, does make you wonder if how was how was how would that actually function? Right. Yeah, really. I like this thing. I love this thing. Man, okay. This is my my prediction. My my movie prediction based on this Lego set is that there will be at some point a fake a ladder attached to a fake wall that a goblin will climb up and that will fall backwards out. And hopefully there will be some kind of lever like this that yeah. you sh- that you shift in order to do. Right. It's St- Stephen Colbert pops up out of the water, pulls it. Right. And sends pulls the, the lever. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I always hated these parts. Actually, uh, they've, they, Lego has done this kind of thing in, in castle sets before, where you have this separately built piece which looks like it's part of the wall, but as you can see, the bottom here is flat. There are no nubs on the bottom, so that the thing is just resting there. Um, I remember one of the castles had this because it came with a battering ram, so you were you were supposed to be able to batter through part of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it keeps if, you know, there's nothing to secure it, so it's always continu- it it continually off. falling off all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, perhaps this is wedged in more securely and requires the lever to actually take it down. But um, yeah, interesting. Well, there's a there's a, here. Let's look at the uh, let's look at the back here. Is oh, the, the back the back is great. Oh yeah. Okay. So here we have. No indication of turning the lamp. We don't. We don't. We don't get the. We don't get a lamp turning animation maybe it here. Just, maybe when you open the door and the thing, oh, the thing spills, the lamp just swivels. Yeah. Maybe it swivels. Yeah. All right. So clearly, you got to pull the lever to make the wall fall out. Or yeah. At least. That's or at least they the, want the you theory. to think that's what happens, but the wall really just is not secure and it just falls out. Right. Well, see, it's not secure, and because it's just this, this, this lever here. See, they see the. They they have the. It's striking against it and knocking it down. A little graphic there, right. Um, right? But much, but like the battering ram, it will also just fall over. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fall over continually. And you've got, of course, the swinging. Um, does this mean? Look, the barrel swings around. Not yeah. quite three sixty, yeah. but it can, but, so. But way further than the witch king. I was gonna say, does this mean <laughs> <clears throat> that Ban wielding the barrel can generate more power than the witch king more can power. because he can rotate yes. further? <laughs> I think yes. Like Ben now with now with fifty percent more power than the Witch King because of the his increased rotational capabilities. Especially, especially when he uses it properly, as demonstrated in the scene immediately below. Right by swinging on it. by swinging on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. J- James Pay said this. This. This is like the Lego and Hobbit meet Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. The barrel on the string, absolutely. Yep, yep. And the fake, the ladder t- t- attached to the fake wall, and the yeah. fire spilling out of a box suspended above a door. Yeah, that is. I wonder if we will see Bane do something like in that. Fact, do, like, in fact, that's you know. Now that he says it, 
that's inescapable. That's really eerie, actually. You know, know. Uh, one wonders if, uh, if uh, I mean... Tell me, man, well, I don't know if it's going to be exactly like this, but I, I think this is a portent for the film. Yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, notice, by the way, how much cooler Toriel's bow is than the orc bow. Yeah, I was they, noticing that. They give it to Bard in a couple of these scenes too. So it's you know you've got like the hero bow and the like generic bow. Um, okay, and there is a push button mechanism for the. Uh, so ah. I, was, I was I knew they would have a hand model showing us how to fire off the ballista. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and I see. So yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, so the. So all it shows for the door is just you open the door. So I guess it doesn't... Uh, I guess you have to just dump fireballs on whoever goes in there, no matter who they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the chamber of death. I don't know why anyone wants to go in, frankly. Um, this doesn't need to be anything. Maybe that's how the master ends and up of course, in. Goes <laughs> the or, of course, after several lawsuits, they had to put up a sign that says, Do not enter door. So, that's right. So yes. or, or enter at your own risk. Yeah. So... The ballista, as far as I can tell, utterly useless for fending off attacking orcs because it you can't adjust you can't adjust it horizontally, and the furthest it'll point <laughs> downward is straight out. Right. Yep. Yep. No. So, it's, um... so, at best, you could shoot an orc that is directly straight straight, who's like twenty feet away from the the set. Right. Or if you if they get alternatively, if you launch an orc on the swinging barrel at just the right trajectory, you could time it and hit him in midair, you know, like skeet shooting. <laughs> there are all kinds of potential for this set, really. Paul. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and Dan lets him go. You know, this is how the you know, Bard family uses himself. I don't see any connection ability to the um, Lake Town Chase set doesn't mean you can't have them together you just can't connect them together yeah i don't see I mean, there yeah there wouldn't be on this side there could be possibly no. on this side but um yeah i mean they're clearly designed to go together or but if it is it's on the bottom then if there is something yeah yeah probably so though the bases are unusual because you know you've got the whole <clears throat> blue water piece and then the the single round barrel piece with the boards on top um yeah. Yeah. i'm I'm really disappointed they don't have a like a Smaug attacking Lake Town set. Well, see, well, I guess... again, like they don't want to give away two Smaugs, right? So they already have yeah. Smaug in the in the Lonely Mountain set. So obviously, you're supposed yeah. to get that, and then you can bring Smaug in to attack. Um, and Correct. the fact, I mean, as you say, the fact that um, that the ballista is only pointing upwards shows that that's what this is intended for. Yes. <clears throat> but um, I. But they can't. They can't explicitly say because it would look obviously shady if they say like "fight off Smaug," not included in this set. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Smaug not included. Um, uh, you know, yeah, so fight off Smaug from the other expensive set. Exactly, you've got to buy the hundred and thirty dollar set in order to get Smaug to bring him to attack the town. So because yeah, they're not going to do. They're not going to give away two Smaugs. So um, devious. Yes, very devious. Okay, one more, one more. The Battle of Five this Armies. One is, this one's pretty exciting, man. This is, this is. Now, they got some good stuff. Here, uh, Trish, read our product description. Oh, 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 hold on, let me get to it. 
Let's see, where am I at here? Okay, the battle, and they called it, they call it correctly, by the way. Yes. It's called the Battle of yes. Five Armies. Join forces against the orcs in an epic conflict of five armies. The scene is set for an epic battle at the ruins of Dale as the elves, dwarves, and men unite to take on the fearsome orc army. Keep watch for advancing orcs from the lookout tower. Let battle rage between good and evil as the orcs shoot giant arrows from the crossbow of their massive mobile battle machine. There we go. Activate the explode functions to bring the bridge crashing down and make one side of the tower collapse. Nice. With the evil orcs threatening to emerge victorious, will Gwaihir, the leader of the giant eagles, arrive in time to assist our heroes? Spoiler alert! <laughs> I know. Big time, huh? Yeah, check it out. And then, by the way, that's Gwaihir TM. Right, yes. Yes, yeah. that's good. Um... This is actually, this is kind of a, this is a cool set. I mean, I like that battle machine thing they got. Oh, yeah. The battle machine is awesome. See, this is, this is the kind of thing that Lego does really well, are battle machines. Like, nobody does siege engines like Lego. I mean, (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this thing is, this thing is seriously cool. Um, So now who do we have? So we have Thorin. Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, no, with the, that's right. We have Bard the, again. The crowned Bard is yeah. That's right. And Bard the crowned version of Thorin is only in this set. Yeah. You can only get Thorin crowned in this set. That's right. God, how many bards do you get? I think I he know. wasn't in oh, the he was, in. was he in the Lake Town Chase one last year? I don't remember. I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he was yeah. either. Yeah, he was. Was he? Oh, was I'm he? looking at right was? now. So you <laughs> get three bards. Uh, it's very unusual um, to get so many. To get some of the, I mean, like you'll notice, Feely and Keely and Bowen and Dwowen were in the Lonely Mountain set, so that Thorin could right. be in this one. Um, oh, and, and Thorin's in the Lake Town Chase one too. Right. Oh, right, so but he's not in armor. You're basically getting a crap he's load got the of double axe. Yeah. The, he's got the, the funny axe thing about the funny thing about the Bard one is Bard Bard is in all of these, and it's the same Bard every time. Bard. He's wearing the same clothes, same yep. equipment. Yeah. He didn't. Even, he didn't bother to put armor on for the battle here, nope. and we get Azog again. Azog is a repeat because he he also was in the Dol Guldur battle last year. That's right. Um, uh, Wait, oh, we the, get Dian. Dian's the yeah, one holding it's Dan. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Dan is 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 looking. I love his helmet. I really yeah, I hope I, that he has a rooster. When I looked at him crest. side by side, he's actually shorter than Thorin is. Yeah, yeah. Here, let's look at the figures. Okay. Oh. Does this mean that if you remove the helmet, he's bald? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I, I was because that that that's not a helmet. So we've got Bard looking a little disconsolate uh, this time, but yeah, in pretty much exactly the same. St- Did he have chainmail under his jacket before? I don't think so. Okay, so he has put armor. He's just still wearing his old coat over top of his armor. So okay, fine. Right. Yeah, you can't leave the smoking that's jacket the behind. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's got his, he's got his smoking jacket. So that's good. We've got Th- whoa, Thorin looking all gray here. Oh yeah, he has actually, oh, actually, Jackie's yeah. Got Bard's got a com- Bard has a completely different outfit. Does he? Oh, he does. Yeah, it's it's this blue coat. It actually looks like Bilbo's. <laughs> Is he wearing Bilbo's coat? He's got a blue coat, and then uh, he's got chainmail on. Oh yeah, he was wearing his brown coat over here. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, okay, yes, yeah, so he's got his—he's got like the firefly look going on here in the attack on Lake Town, and now he's shifted to blue <laughs> coat and armor. Okay. All right. Okay. That's how we know which set he is in. Exactly. 
And look, poor Thorin. I mean, look at him. He's got bags under his eyes. He's got gray. This guy needs some needs some rest. I mean, he's he's clearly not slept in quite a while. Um, it's that Arkenstone thing. Yeah, it's the Arkenstone thing. It's really wearing at him. It's turned his eyebrows all gray. Yeah. <clears throat> for one thing. Though it's actually. I don't, it's, I'm I'm kind of bummed. I don't see the the um, Raven motif like you see in the in the movie. It's true. Shocking lack of ravens in any of these sets, I can't help but point out. <laughs> pretty upsetting. Pretty, pretty upsetting. Pretty big oversight. I mean, what really surprises me is that they would take a figure who's obviously such a prominent character in the films and just leave him out of the sets. The yeah. you know, you'd think with the <laughs> amount of screen time oh, Ro- Roak is destined to have in film three that he would have gotten, you know, he would have been a featured like a character. Set of his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, the they, tower. They really dropped the ball on that one there. Thorin looks really concerned. He does. I does he have an angry face, like... too? There's like the haunted face and angry yes, face? The haunted face, yeah. Does, he, does it show another face in any other yeah, We'll have to look at it with some of the other ones. We have Legolas. Now, has Legolas always had that on his cheeks? He always had well, they're trying to do the cheek. Well, they're, they're trying to do the yes. like. I don't have a lantern jaw. My head is not a cylinder thing again. With, uh, you know, uh, it's like Zoolander. He's doing like a Zoolander thing. Isn't he? Yeah, it's a little. His expression's a little unreadable too. It's like I am stern and somewhat puzzled. Now, see, he he's wearing the same thing, isn't he? I don't. Well, he's got ar- he's got armor. Oh, maybe that's elven armor. Yeah, he's got the elven armor thing, those overlapping plates that they do. Um, I don't know. This Legolas is kind of kind of perfunctory. Dane is Dane Dane. He is Teensy. Look at that. Teensy Weensy. Look at this. He's adorable. He is adorable. I am mini dwarf with a huge mustache and a big helmet. With my helmet on, I'm as tall as Thorin. <laughs> That's why I had this extension on the top of my helmet, because I am trying to <laughs> induce you not to notice that I am really short. And these impressive ear flaps. I mean, that I is a helmet. Small dwarf syndrome. Yeah, he short, does. Short dwarf syndrome. Short dwarf syndrome, yeah. yeah. Um, I know those ear flaps, my golly. Yeah, nobody is decapitating that, this dwarf. That's one impressive beard and mustache. But he still has liver spots too, and and uh, oh, he does. You know, his expression is kind of like, "Does this helmet make my eyes look really close together?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, I think they're not actually closer together than everybody else's eyes, but uh, but that helmet really makes him look um, uh, pinheaded. He's so cute. He's so <laughs> He's a dainty dwarf. <laughs> it's it's really cute, and I love the rooster crest helmet. And we've got pretty similar now. Bold? This isn't this bold? No, nah, it's just a, this is just a miscellaneous, yeah, miscellaneous red shirt orc. But but uh, can I ask a question? Which arguably we should have asked before. Why do all of these goblins have the white hand on their faces? Good question. That, that was true of the other question. ones, too. Uh-huh. Yep, they all have white paint on their faces. It's very strange. And it's clearly the hand, right? I mean, you've got the fingers. And it's not exactly a hand. It's not like no human hand is that shape, down. in fact. But um, but it's plainly... I mean, the, 
the reference. Right. This way you can... So uh, if you still have your Lord of the Rings Lego sets, you can use these goblins to swell the ranks of your... your, You know, so when you're doing the Battle of Helm's Deep, uh, you have more... Yeah. That's right. That's right. I love the Lego prosthetic hand. Oh my god, he looks like a Pez dispenser. Look how big his head is compared to... Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting? The whole thing comes off. Isn't it interesting? He doesn't even have, like, a Lego head. Yeah, no, he's got a whole, like... Uh, Lego head and shoulders that it because he's got the same torso and arms yeah. right, which is going to have one of those yeah. extra long neck nubs that goes on top. But instead of putting on a normal Lego head, you put on like the bust of Azog instead on the top of the right. Lego yeah. figure. So yeah, this you know, is a pretty cool little character. It is. it is. I love his. I love his. His prosthetic ar- arm is. Cool. Yeah, the the Lego prosthetic arm is really cute. And notice how they have like. See, I think this this is really evocative of the whole like pathos of Azog's character, um, because the Lego prosthetic hand uh, can't hold anything. See, it's it's open. It looks like it's got a hole in it though. It looks like you can stick stick something into. Doesn't it have a hole in it? Hole in it I'm not sure it does. Like a, I think it'd be too small for well, anything like to, fit a jam in. to fit in. Yeah, no, because the the gems are all the size of of his wrist over here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it couldn't fit in, but uh, but yeah, so he can't wield anything. Um, so again, showing like the pathos and frustration of Azog's life, you know, uh, uh, as a dismembered orc, um, it's really sad. But um, fascinating that Azog is the only one who gets his own head, you know. I mean, again, I think, yeah. like, if again, if I'm the agents of uh, Kate Blanchett and, and Aiden Turner, I'm going to be like, hey, why does the orc get, like, his own sculpted head, but, like, you know, the, 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 the beautiful actors and actresses still have to deal with, like, Lego cylinder heads with, with strange paint. But, yeah, he gets cheekbones and a jawline and a nose with nostrils and, and everything. Ears, ears that aren't attached to his to his you know that, that aren't an attachment. Um, it's it's it, it is actually really kind of interesting to me that they. I mean, maybe they felt they couldn't do justice to the face of Azog, but again, you just look at his face, like you know, in this close up right here. If any of the heads of any of these characters seem well suited to a cylindrical uh, a, a Lego <laughs> head, you'd think it would be Azog, right? Right. But yet. They've always right. done a specially molded Azog head. That was in last year's sets, too. It strikes me as a little bit odd. And then, of course, we have Gwai here. So Gwai here has the hinged wings, but, of course, no joints uh, along the way, just the hinges to make them flap. Is and his, his head hinged? No. I suspect it might swivel. No, actually, it looks like it doesn't. Oh. It's not. It's connected, so his head does not swivel. Or go up and down. I don't know what that line is. That That's cool that you can ride right him. Here. He's got little Lego connections. Oh yeah. There. Well you can stand on him anyway, which or actually yeah, see, yeah, there are four so that you can ride him because with the with the four holes, um you can make him you can make somebody sit down on his back. Um ah. so that's that's kind of the closest you can come to, to riding. Did they have eagles in the in the war in the Return of the King sets? They had to have. They must have. Yeah. They had to have. Okay, right. And we've got the the uh, the the ruby axe of Dan here, um, and of course the huge fireable bolts. So, okay, let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the cover here. 
Battle of Five Armies. No extra definite article for the Lego people, boy. Um, that's actually really fascinating. I wouldn't have expected the Lego people to be, like, rebelling against the title of the film in order to go back to the... I mean, they have the title right in the, in the, in the like, trademark up here, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then for them to deviate it, it seems a little pointed, doesn't it? Does it kind of sound it like does. somebody at Lego was like, dude, you got the title wrong? It does. <laughs> yeah. It kind of does. And as I noticed, they've trade, it's trademarked the Battle of Five Armies. So have they trademarked both the Battle of the Five Armies and the Battle of Five Armies? I don't know. Um, yeah, these are just gun to bad orcs. Oh, Why okay. they have the white faces? Oh, I don't there's know. there's their faces. There's their alternate faces. Legolas. What's what does Thorin's alternate face look like? Um. He still just looks disconsolate. Oh, there he is. Yeah. He he does have an angry face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay, so unfortunately we don't... I think they've really missed an opportunity. How expensive is this set? 60 bucks. Okay, so this is, this is, this is one of the middle-of-the-road sets. This is about what I would have expected from the Attack on Lake Town set, price-wise. Um... I'm a little disappointed. I think they lost an opportunity. There's no battle sheep here for for Dan to ride in on. I think that's a that's a serious mm, yeah. omission on Lego's part. They had the opportunity to make a perfectly good battle sheep, and they didn't. And how many times is that opportunity going to come in their path? I, I I wonder. You know. But anyway, here's Le- uh, Legolas exploding the tower. Um. I guess it's just like the momentum of Legolas's his mighty jump as he jumps off causes the entire building to collapse apparently. (laughs) Can I just say though I love the fact that you know how in the first two films we saw the dragon exploding that one tower in Dale like six different times right you know like they keep coming back to that same shot of the tower exploding in Dale um, I love the fact that in the Battle of Five Armies we get to recapitulate that again. Like, we get an exploding Dale Tower um, because uh, it was really worthy of being in the Lego set as well. I, you know, I mean, I don't know that that we necessarily can assume it from this because what are you going to do with a battle plane for a Lego set? But I definitely get the impression that the Battle of Five Armies may be happening in Dale exclusively. Exclusive? Well, that's certainly all the footage that we've seen seems to... Yes. Seems to suggest that. I mean, uh, including it's this. It's not going to be the open plane thing like we had at Pelennor Fields. Right. We do get a duel yeah. between yeah. Thorin and Azog here. Um, you know, again, not saying that necessarily is what happens in the film, but that seems more or less inevitable. Um, while Dan is just so cute. I can't get over how cute Dan is. Uh, he is. He's so cute. Uh, I mean,. Why? He's got an axe that's twice his height. Easily twice his height. <laughs> and I love that rooster thing on the top of his head. And it's totally practical that he would wield it with one hand. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is... I mean, his helmet is just about the coolest helmet there is. And... Um, <laughs> yep. But why they made him extra short? This is... Uh, this is... Yeah. This is I, I don't I don't I don't fully understand that. 
Um, obviously, the main point of this set is the siege equipment, right? Um, and you can tell from their uh, from their 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 miniatures down here that uh, yeah. Okay, so now we have uh, this is this is a classic move uh, in the downstairs room of the tower. You have what looks like a treasure box. It's got a sword sticking out of it, which is a little bit weird. But you know, you, they, so you, you isn't you, that an orc sword? Too? It is an orc sword, yeah. Um, which the orcs are storing in Dale. See, they've pre-prepared the battle scene here. Um, those are normally torches, but it's a little bit strange how they're arranged here. Is this to evoke fire? Like this thing is actually on fire? The ruins are on fire? Hey, look, Dave, it's a random things, ran, a random junkyard randomly on fire. We yeah. did it in the Lego <laughs> set, too. <laughs> wow. But our happy skeleton, uh, our happy skull is still here and still enjoying himself, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> here's a close-up of the duel between Thorin and Azog. Of course, Azog can only have one facial expression. Um, Bard wielding his bow. I wonder if we're if this is what we're going to actually see. I mean, if we're if uh, the role that Bard is going to play in the battle is something I'm going to be kind of interested in. Are they going to play up the Bard the Bowman angle? Are we going to have Bard doing the sniper thing from a tower like this during the battle? Um, or are we going to have... Because, of course, the problem with that is that he can't be actually, you know, acting in a sort of a leadership way, right? You know, he can't be actually leading troops um, if he's sniping from a tower. Um, so I think... It, so that choice... You know whether they have him with a sword in the front ranks or whether they have him in the back with a bow is going to make a really big difference to his character in the film, um, and well, certainly the I impression. Certainly, and I certainly hope he doesn't wield the bow like that. Well, yeah, you know, one-handed. Got, with, one-handed with the the drawstring is on the wrong side. Yeah, well, no, that's that's how you that's how you do Lego bows. You know, you can't because you can try to set it up so that both of his hands seem to be on the bow, but if you do that, you're always shooting the arrow at a 90-degree angle off to the right. You know, it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work at all. So this is the only way you can have the arrow pointing towards where you're trying to go. It's just uh, the classic drawback of Lego archery. Um, here we have Gwaihir descending upon the, the tower. Gwaihir has now become a statue... Yes. atop the tower. Exactly. He looks like he's part of the fixture. He really does. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, he's like a very oversized weather vane on, on, on the top of this. I love the fact that this ruined tower in Dale still has operating shutters, though. Um, that's thoughtful, and it almost looks like it has a like a like a planter outside the window. Uh, apart from the fact that it, that the structure seems to be on fire, uh, this one little shot would look like a charming domestic scene. Of course, the bottom floor has apparently been condemned and boarded up as well, but that second floor is still perfectly habitable. Um, and it's even got a nice veranda on the side. You could do a, you could totally do some really attractive real estate shots. Have a barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can. Um, yeah. I roast marshmallows in those flames that are licking the, the sides of the building. And I'm surprised at the fancy arches too. I mean, that might perhaps there was architecture in the film that I'm not remembering the details of that suggests that detail. It looks a little Rivendellish actually, but. Um, no, but it's interesting that we do get, you know, they they put some some work into the the fanciness yeah. of the structure, um, while still making it explode, which is nice. So here we have, 
the bri- okay, so here's see the, here's how the bridge explodes. You've got the hinge over there, right? And those those smooth gray pieces, which show how you you know you, you lay things over top of that. Um, so you see, we have this. So you have a bridge structure here, but it's able to fly. This is how you 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 blow it up. Like it's able to slide off and be like a booby trap. So it looks like a bridge. It can operate as a bridge, um, but then clearly you can uh, you, you can, can it flip it over or take it off there. I wonder what that is about. It'll be what? interesting to see if they if they do blow up a bridge and. Do you think these random little round white pieces are designed to, to suggest... And there's another one by the skull. Just rubble? Like rocks sitting around randomly? Yes. I find it interesting that we actually have a skull. That one's sitting next to a green thing. It's, is, is that a moss-covered stone, perhaps? Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of moss-colored. Well, that's, that's some serious attention to detail there. We're trying to convey ruins... Um, it's hard to make a Lego structure look like a ruin. It really is, because you can't get rough edges. So, um, uh, that's an interesting idea. Maybe it's just rubble. I really like those things that are belching fire. These things? Yeah. Yeah. Those things are awesome. It's, you get these little fire brackets. And again, the way that they're set up, they're not, they're obviously not torches. They're not even supposed to be torches and just looking funny. It looks like fire just emerging. Yeah. From just a garbage heap on fire. Just, like, just random junkyard randomly on fire. Um, and now, the piece de resistance here. Resistance. Yes. Uh, this, so we have, I love the uh, the little verisimilitudinous uh, moment here, uh, you know, the detail of the 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 pushers. Oh, by the way, the, they're, uh, they're saying the white stuff is snow. That makes more sense. Snow? Oh, Okay, that could be. Uh, I like them better as yeah, but I like them better as rocks. If you want snow, <laughs> use white pieces. It's not a lot of snow. Yeah, I mean seriously, yeah. like, what is that? Like a glump? And you have, like, yeah. And you have snow at places where it's somewhat implausible snow to get. Right, like this one little snowball sitting underneath the bridge. Come on now, <laughs> under the stairs. No. Next to the skull. <laughs> Next to the skull. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, okay. This thing is fantastic. So we have... The struts on this thing are really impressive. So Okay, so we've got got those pieces. It seems... Can it swivel? That might be a swivel base there. No, maybe not. It looks like it's attached in the front, so it can't yeah. swivel side to side. Um, I wonder how well it rolls. Oh, very well. Lego does rolling really, really well. Um, though actually, these are it, this is an interesting move because, of course, it's 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 got a standard Lego wheel and axle system. You've got this that uh, that little uh, you know cross thing that you see sticking out cross of it. Crossbar piece. Yeah, yeah, that's the axle uh, that connects through. Um, so that's all pretty standard, but the wheels are not standard. Um, it's not going to roll as well as many of the other Lego wheels would roll because it doesn't. It's just uh, just these. Are, that is, they seem to have. They seem to be representing on purpose a crude wooden wheel, just like a solid wooden wheel that doesn't have spokes or anything. Um, right. You know, it's just a solid chunk of wood that is supposed to go around, which is going to be more awkward um, than a real wheel. Um, 
And, and again, that's clearly a, a, a design choice, which I, which I take to be an aesthetic design choice, you know, that they want this to look sort of crude and hacked together, not like a sophisticated machine. Um, and you've got the awesome, like, random teeth sticking up off of it in, in cool places to make it look ferocious. Um, that's been a standard standard uh, feature of uh, goblin-operated siege machinery for many years. Um, we've got this really complicated-looking mechanism for either winding or firing <coughs> the, uh, the, the mechanism, though it seems clearly spring-loaded. From the other side. Yeah. Yeah, the spring-loaded machinery is inside there. Pushing it forward. <clears throat> I love how they give it a mechanism. This is not always the case. Um, to actually show how it would be pushed forward, that's a that's an interesting yes. touch. Orc slaves pushing it along. Yeah, yeah, I love that thing. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, Often the siege machines are just sort of freestanding. How do you? Um, how do you? How do the things actually fire? These, <clears throat> they're going to be spring loaded. Um, the the actual beams are going to have nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. That's just there for show to make it look like a ballista. Um, I assume the back of the box will reveal this a little bit more. Yeah, we've already seen all these things. Um, but yeah, it's got to be spring loaded. Let's uh, let's look at the back of the box here. <clears throat> oh, sadly, this is the worst quality picture of the bunch. Um, oh, by a good deal. Okay, here's a lever that you push to make the bridge collapse. Ah, see, here's where they seem to show the firing mechanism. You pull it... Oh, you pull it back and fire off. So it's so it's spring-loaded in that way. So you pull back and fire, it looks oh. like, in the back. Interesting. So it's not it's not a, a load and fire trigger mechanism, which they sometimes have. Which shoot really a substantial distance actually. Um, such that my little brother and I always kept losing the ballista bolts in uh, in in the yep. old siege machinery. Yep. Those things disappear like crazy. Because they I mean they can shoot like like six to ten feet. I mean they go really far. Um, especially compared to the scale of your of your you know your Lego battlefield. So um, mm-hmm. you know those things are always like you fire them off and they go behind the couch. Especially when like your little brother fires it when you're not looking and then like you don't even see where it went. Not that I have any particular grievances on this subject or anything. That's a purely <laughs> yeah, hypothetical yeah. situation. Um you just you assume that's probably happened to someone else. Yeah, I'm sure somebody somewhere has had that experience. Um, it's really hard to see. There's clearly a lot of action going on, like in the the, the collapsing towers and things like this. I guess this looks like the bridge. You make the so this like make the bridge collapse and send the goblin spinning off into space. Here you blow up the building and make Legolas go flying, apparently, which is a nice feature. But, yeah, because the moving pieces, based on the product description, what did they have? They said uh, one side of the tower, the bridge come crashing down and one side of the tower collapses. That's That must be what's happening to Legolas over here, the side of the tower collapsing. Though I don't exactly see where the tower is supposed to be collapsing. No. Oh, maybe pushing down on that green thing? 
Ah, maybe that's a that's a a lever of some kind. Maybe. Can't tell from the uh, back of the box image. Can't see anything in that thing. Yeah. Okay, window. Where is the window at? Yeah. See, this is this is the yeah. This is the side of the tower collapsing. <clears throat> oh, the so side that, of the tower. Let's see. That whole balcony comes off. In the back of the that little lever thing, it looks like is up in the. Yeah, he's pushing on a green thing in the on the back of the box where Legolas is flying. Yeah, yeah, he is. Or is that the no? That's the bridge. No, but no, he's the bridge doing is down the tower here. Thing too. Yeah. Okay. Where's the lever on the bridge? There's another green thing. Uh, I think it's behind the skull. Over there, maybe? Oh, no, it's there. It's there. It's this thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that makes sense. I like, uh, I love the idea of, like, self-detonating Lego sets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, this is a feature. Um, I... So okay, so what I'm getting like sort of the narrative that they're building here in this Lego set, right? Is we get the battle in the ruins, and it's and notice how notice the extent to which the ruins themselves feature. Not just because, of course, it's the building that you construct, but they've 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 really worked hard here to make it not just a backdrop to the battle, and the point is just to having the figures battle each other, but that the the ruins really feature. So Trisha, come back to the point that you made before. Um, and based on all the trailers that we've seen too, it does seem like the ruins are really going to be the battle site, um, which is, which is a little bit surprising to me. I suppose me. it makes it more interesting than just being a big old battle plane. Right. Though you'd think that the slopes we of the mountain. Have, we do have the Ravens Hill. Ravens Hill, I guess, is going to figure into maybe not during the battle though. Right, somewhere. Um, but yeah, I would have. I mean, even even in the book. Um, you know, this, the sort of limited uh, tactical descriptions of the battle in the book um, still have the slopes of the mountain featuring very heavily. And, you know, one would have thought that that would have been, you know, enough to just prevent it being two armies facing each other in a flat field of battle. That's um, true. And the way Erebor is designed in the movie, you've got all those dwarven statues. and you know, Right. Yeah, there's any, there's, there's any amount of... Uh, interesting terrain that could be deployed in the film. Um, but uh, but both this Lego set and the, uh, um, you know, certainly uh, <clears throat> what we've seen in the trailers augmented uh, by the considerable authority of the Lego set here do suggest that the, le- that the, the, the ruins themselves are going to feature very heavily um, in, the, in, in the story. I wonder about that choice. Yeah, it's unusual. I mean, normally, when you're... I'm trying to think of other examples. I can't think of another example of two armies meeting each other in a ruin. Like, I can think of... I I, I can think of examples of, like, a ruin being defended against an army by a small number of people, you know, um, like uh, what they did in the old... that uh, the, the was it... In the late '80s, movies Willow, right, with the like pseudo Hobbit characters and Val Kilmer, um, 
that featured a small group of people defending a ruin against an oncoming army. Um, and that's like the kind of thing that you might expect to see happen. But two armies choosing as a battlefield a ruin is yeah. stranger. It is strange. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can understand the parlay between maybe the dwarves. I mean, I can understand maybe moving the parlay between the dwarves, but they don't. Wait a second. I was going to say, I could see moving it to Dale because Bard would logically make his camp in Dale, but they don't do that because we've actually seen the parlay takes place at the door of Erebor, right? Yeah. And we yeah. saw that in the teaser teaser trailer. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, it's weird. It's weird. Um, yeah, Yana points out that Osgiliath was kind of like that in the films. Um, but yeah, right there we got the very unequal forces, right? We had like Faramir's you know, rear guard strike team against, uh, you know, the attacking hordes from Minas Morgul. Um, so again, it's not a, it's not a pitched battle. It's a, it's, you know, that kind of a small group hiding out in ruins. Um, yeah. It, 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 you know, one, one thing that is interesting, it does suggest if this is in fact how things transpire, it certainly suggests a different dynamic to the battle than uh than the book where where you know, like most of the like the, the the main battle gets gets going and then thorn comes out right into the middle of it and ends up surrounded right right um, yeah in the middle of the field i mean this could be that part you know narratively could be the part where he's getting surrounded and is under assault where they've gone in to try and assassinate him but it's not it's not going to be him standing in the midst of the armies it's going to be him like off on the side or something yeah that's to me one of the i mean i have to admit i do not like i mean you know we'll see how it works out in the film but my initial impression is that i don't like the choice of having the battle in dale not just no. because it's awkward in some of these ways, but I don't like it symbolically either for two reasons. One is th- the more purely practical question of um, of Thorin charging out of the gates, right? You know, Dave, as you say, yeah. that's that's like the turning point of the battle. You know, it's a crucial moment in the battle. And if they're all the way in Dale, it's going to be like he comes out of the gates and is like, wait for me, guys, I'm coming, I'm yeah. coming. And we're like this like montage of him charging slowly towards the battle, which is happening half a mile away. That right. that seems <laughs> kind or of... Or it's going to be him coming out of the gates and then running away, <laughs> running away to Dale. Right. To right. me, to me, <laughs> over here, over here. <laughs> to, to me, no, to me, actually, just meet me over there. That, that, that'll really be the easiest thing. Or like, but, but as you say, exactly... Whereas in the book, he's like, to me, to me, in the, what would happen in the film would be him coming out and being like, to them, to them, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> as, as he's charging to them instead of rallying them around himself, right? So that's, I, 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 I mean, maybe they can execute that differently, but I don't see how they're going to execute it. Because even in the film, the ruins of Dale are are not immediately next to the gate. So, you know... Um, I don't know. So I, I, down a cliff, aren't they? I mean, yeah, down in a, almost, or, in the, or they're on the opposite slope or something. Exactly. So it's it's it seems to me that I'm I'm a little puzzled by how that's gonna by how that's gonna work out. But the other thing is just more symbolically for him to charge out. It's one thing for the king under the mountain to throw down the wall that was blocking up the gates um, and to charge out from the gates and fight there in the you know in the valley right on the doorstep of his of his kingdom to try to repulse the you know the enemies that are charging in. You know that. 
and, and to rally his 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 allies and his recent enemies, that all seems, um, you know, that's all easy enough to understand. But for the whole thing to be essentially fought, for the ruins of Dale to be the ground they're fighting over, literally, you know, the ground that they're trying, you know, for, for Thorne to be basically rallying out less to defend the mountain than to, like, retake the, the, the ruins of Dale, which are being overrun. I mean, they don't have to make much of that for it to be, I think, a symbolic confusion. You know, is it the fight over Dale? I mean, is Dale the thing they're fighting over? Um, it would look like that. I think it would almost have to look like that. Again, especially if you have two armies within the ruins of Dale. You know, because then you're going to have certain parts of the city being defended and others being... I mean, it makes it more like a siege. But then again, what you have is the Siege of Dale um, being fought. And how does that work? You know, Dale under siege. It becomes... It's like, you know, help, one of the suburbs of the Lonely Mountain is under attack. I mean, it's it really shifts the focus <laughs> away from Erebor. And I just can't... I don't know. I mean... Maybe it will be made to work, but these are the reasons I'm really leery of that idea. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So, what else have we gleaned from these Lego sets? Oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a Hobbit Ultimate Kit that can, that, that contains oh, yes. in it... It's a $230 thing that contains in it, like, basically all of these sets. Yeah, there's the Lonely Mountain one, there's the... the that's Battle right. Five Armies one, yeah, Attack on Lake Town, Witch King. So yeah, all, all. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Now that I see in the second picture. Yeah, literally, you just get the four boxes. Maybe right. there's a slight discount. Yeah, there is. I mean, it's it oh was uh, the the Lonely Mountain one was 130 all by itself. So mm-hmm. you're basically then getting you know, and this was what this was 60, and this was 30, and this was 15. So yeah, you're saving like. Nothing, actually. Five zero, bucks. Zero maybe. dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, actually exactly. I, yeah, yep. I think that's the exact cost. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly the cost of all four of them together. Yeah. I don't think you save a dime. In fact, look, down to the 96 cents. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. yeah. You don't save that's a cent. Disappointing. Ah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, wow gear up for many thrilling Lego adventures take on the evil witch king with glow in the dark head <laughs> oh good repel invading orcs with bard the bowman where they should say repel orcs with brown clad bard the bowman whereas that's right he can then change into his blue outfit to uh, to join forces with elves, dwarves, and men for an epic battle with the ruins of Dale. Um, <laughs> Chance, change into your mail and blue coat with Bard. Exactly. For the fight in the room of Dale. Yeah. Plus a here figure, they say, uh, just like as an extra. Like an add-on at the end. Yeah. I like how they do Legless Greenleaf. Yeah. His full name. Yeah. That's very formal of them. <laughs> By the way, they do say uh, in the thing that, that uh, Diane's cool helmet is also only available in the Battle of Highland set. Oh, well, I would think. Which I mean, I that's where. That's he's worth... the only one. Yeah. 
I mean, he's, he's, this is the only set he's in. They could have said, Dian and his helmet. Oh, right. Well, no, it, it's clearly Dian's helmet. And also there's a stubby dwarf that fits into it, too. But it's really, <laughs> Dian's helmet is really the thing. Um, yeah, well, no, Dian's helmet, I mean, that thing is worth 60 bucks by itself. So that's pretty clear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, all right. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Shoo! the Lego sets. Our, our last Lego set episode. Of our last show. Lego set episode. Welcome to Erebor, home of Threer. Um, <laughs> I accidentally moused over that again. I didn't want to be reminded of that. Uh, all in all, I... I think uh, the Lego sets are a little bit less interesting than last year, but the fall-off from last year's Legos to this year's Legos is nothing like the fall-off in promotional materials from Warner Brothers from the film from yes. last year and this year. That's um, true. <laughs> so, Lego, if they're mailing it in, they're mailing it in a great deal less than the Warner Brothers publicity people are mailing Brothers it in. And Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Jackson's all obviously like the vlog thing is like old news now. He's onto his, you know, he's just not into doing any video stuff. Well, I mean, I think that kind of makes sense to me because, I mean, what is there to show? Right? Like, let's do another vlog of us sitting around on couches editing film. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't make gripping, um, gripping, uh, gripping viewing, I wouldn't think. Well, if you really wanted to, you could go back into some of his old stuff where he's like, oh, we can't show you this because it's from the other movie. You right, know? He could, right. He could put together a... Yeah, no, there's okay, clearly stuff that he could I... do, but... Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is understandable. It's yeah. just disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, actually, uh, sorry, I missed this point. Ryan was making a good point before when we were talking about the ruins of Dale. Um, Ryan Crumley says it sort of suggests they have knowledge of the coming orc army and they choose to set Dale up as a defensive position, um, which I, I agree that that certainly would fit um, with what we say. I mean, that, that would be a good reason for them to be in the ruins of Dale. Um, but Ryan, yeah, you're right. I mean, if that's if if, if that is the reason that that happens, that's a good excuse for them to be in Dale. And you're right, it does suggest the sequence. That actually points to a riddle answer of how the, you know, the, the fact that they're not surprised uh, by the orcs when they come. Um, in fact, I wonder, the the charging of the dwarves down from the hillside, um, I kind of hope it doesn't happen this way, but because I, 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 I not only because I voted contrary to this in the riddles, but also just because I, I, I would be a little bit sad if we didn't get the strong buildup of tension between dwarves and elves um, before the battle. Um, but wouldn't it be sad if they just found out that the orc army was coming and the army of the lake and the elves hole up in, in the ruins of Dale to take a defensive position, and then the goblins attack them, um, and then after they're engaged, um, you know, in, in this sort of you catastrophic intervention, Dan and the dwarves come in the middle and attack the goblin armies from the side so that Dan, you know, is and, and the charging dwarves are never involved at all with the elf army. Um, that kind of sequence, you know, Ryan, anyway, that's that that's that's the direction that that observation leads me to think in. And I really do hope that doesn't happen. But. Oh yes, and Gerald has an interesting point too. Thinking of the 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 Battle of Five Armies set, um, is there any indication here of the identity of the five armies? Um, 
you know, he's saying it looks like the eagles are the fifth army, right? If we get, you know, dwarves and elf and men, I, I would I would wonder if that's why Bard is included again, because they needed a human in order to, ha- to, to have the five armies. Um, so dwarves and humans and elves and and orcs and eagle. Right. I mean, if this is the battle of five armies, those are the only possible it's the only possible construction of the five armies in this set. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder. I would not be surprised to see that, especially since we have seen the Eagles acting in force before. I mean, when when the yep. Eagles intervened, you know, we, we, we got that quite large number of Eagles um, in the out of, out of the frying pan into the fr- uh, into the fire scene at the end of film one. Um, so, you know, we do expect an army of Eagles to come in Um it's a shame that we don't get Bjorn in bear shape in the Battle of Five Armies. Yeah, oh yeah. Wouldn't that would have cool? boosted the That'd price to like cool. 75 bucks, but still. Um, where bear Bjorn? I mean, that's really... Yeah. I wonder if they'll sell him separately. Sometimes they do that. You can oh, buy so. additional figures to add on to the sets. I hope so. That would also be a good merchandising decision. Get, yeah, squeeze a little more money out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That way you can Besides, keep. The... Maybe it's a. Maybe it's also like a secret. You know, we don't want to necessarily. Put well, it exactly. But see, they did the the eagle spoiler in their product description that's true. Oh, here. That's true. Um, that's true. But yeah, maybe they were forbidden. Maybe maybe Peter Jackson, uh, you know, because it was too much of a movie spoiler, they didn't want the 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 wear bear released in the Lego yeah. sets. That is an interesting question. Because that would be a pretty cool, that would be a pretty cool figure, really, along well. with the with the Smaug, and it and you'd be able to jack up the price on this thing about twenty bucks probably. Yeah, easily, easily, at least fifteen. Um, but then again, if you sell him separately for like fifteen bucks on his own, then you're fine. Or even if you put up a put out a you know a, a little you know one of those little side things like with another little attachment for the ruins of Dale or something. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, we should let everyone go. It's uh, been a long yes, episode sure. here as we've been talking about this, but we have a few We're announcements amazing. to make, right? Right, we do. Have- Ryan was asking if we were going to touch on the uh, the Shadow of Mordor. A lot of people want to hear what we have to say about the Shadows of Mordor. Um, we definitely have that on our list. Yeah, we were kind of, of going to, but until we changed to the Lego episode, we were going to we were going to talk about that actually. So we'll probably do it next time. Unless something miraculous, like a new trailer, happens, um, uh, but uh, that's beginning to look like a miracle, indeed. So, um, so we may, Ryan, we may talk about that next time. Um, uh, good, yeah. But we have other announcements. How's the, how's um, the fundraising campaign going, Corey? The fundraising campaign how's that, is how's that, how's awesome. That for my... that's, that's, <laughs> thank you for the transition. Yeah, so we're doing our. I mean, I think did we? Do, this was happening two weeks ago, right? Oh, yeah, we talked about this yeah. in the last Reels in the Dark episode. Yeah. So we, we have our, really we're, we're running our Thank fundraising you. campaign um, uh, to fund the Mythgard Academy and other things that we're doing at Mythgard. And um, it's been awesome. I mean, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was really, you know, last year was the first time we did a fundraiser and I was, I was really blown away by the generosity of people. And, um, 
you know, I mean, just in, in the, the number of people who participated, um, the, the the really remarkably large sort of average size of gift. I mean, people were really, really generous. Um, and it's been it's all been much greater this year. We've already uh, you know, we're halfway through our campaign and we've already surpassed the amount that we earned last year um, in, you know, in the entire campaign. Um, it's been it's just been awesome. It's been really wonderful. We're at about uh, twenty two thousand five hundred so far. Um, wow. And, you know, the, the 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 it's it is so good to be able to have, you know, we have never had at Mythgard, we have never had any kind of a uh, buffer against the future. You know, we've been on a shoestring the whole time um, because, of course, as you know, Mythgard has been sounded on that uh, uh, shrewdest and most cutthroat of business practices to give away for free as much as possible while all also paying people who work for us as generously as we possibly can. So um, that, you know, that's like the highway to wealth, basically, uh, and financial solvency as an institution. Um, so we've never really had a whole lot in terms of reserves. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of flexibility, the kinds of things that, um, you know, the, that this kind of response to our fundraiser is going to allow us to do um, is really spectacular. Um, and um, I'm really, you know, we've been thinking about, you know, some other things that we're, uh, that we're looking at doing. Um, you know, one thing that, um, you know, my team and I have been talking about some recent, uh, recently is how badly overdue our website is for overhaul. Oh, we really yeah. need a newly designed website because there are so many more things we'd like to do with it. We keep running into obstacles, you know, that there, are, um, there, there, there's you know, sort of content delivery stuff and, um, you know, uh, 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 sort of, uh, listener and viewer and student community stuff that I really want to do, right. um, you know, ways to sort of feature the the things that people are doing and to make it more interactive. Um, and we just keep running into like, well, but we can't do that with our website as it's currently constructed, or like we'd have to add in this expensive piece of software, which will probably no longer be compatible with our current website in about three months <laughs> and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we've basically been confronting the fact that we're really going to need to, you know, get our website constructed by a, uh, you know, by an actual professional uh, from the ground up. Um, but, you know, that's been in the category of like, well, but we'll have to wait for a while to do that until we can afford it. So that's one of the things that we're, um, that we're really, um, uh, we're, we're really hoping to, to get to do. So um, anyway, it's been, it's been really exciting. And, uh, you know, we, we sort of urge people to, uh, to, 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 to carry on and to push through. We, you know, we, we, we look towards building a website, finishing, we're doing uh, now, we're more than halfway through, uh, we're almost three quarters of the way through our first stretch goal, which is in addition to the Mythgard Academy class, having a series of distinguished guest lectures, um, you know, where we're able to bring in, um, uh, you know, prominent scholars and writers to give special public lectures open to everybody. Um, so that's that's something that we're already almost done with. You know, we have uh, we you know we've definitely funded a few of those and uh, and are hoping to do you know a series of six over the course of this coming year. Um, we're only a few thousand dollars shy of being able to do that. And then again, above that, we're 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 looking towards rebuilding the website. We'll be able we'll, you know give you some more details soon about the kinds of things that we hope to be able to do. Um, you know, when we uh, when we put our website together. Um, you know, we're thinking of 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 hosting and uh, and even launching a new series of of sort of classes and discussions, like a new sort of podcast uh, 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 
thread, um, which would be broader than, you know, my Tolkien stuff, but would be doing other, you know, we sort of tapping into some of the other things that are going on at Mythgard also. Um, you know, so there's there's a bunch of you know new content and and, and new opportunities. Regional events, don't forget regional, regional events. Regional yeah, events. yeah, we're thinking of doing that too. Taking your movie marathon on the road. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, uh, those of you who've been following my podcast for a while will remember. Um, that I used to do the, you know, when I was, uh, when I was still at the college down in Maryland, I used to, um, I used to do my annual movie marathon where we do the all day viewing of the Lord of the Rings films, extended editions with, uh, you know, with meals throughout the day. Um, and that was, that was a really, really fun event. And there were several people who, you know, drove from long distances to, to, to join us, um, uh, at there. And anyway, so we, you know, one thing that I would love to do is to, to continue doing that, but to do that, A, uh, professionally, not like I used to do in the old days where like Heath and I would cook in the faculty lounge, but rather, um, and, and put a sheet up on the wall and put a sheet. Oh man. No, we had a, we had a screen, uh, and, uh, and, and, and theater seating. That was okay. What we didn't have was a kitchen facility. Um, so like what used to be going on in the back scene there was hilarious. I'll never forget the day that I was sitting in the faculty lounge, um, butchering rabbits like we were literally we were making rabbit stew and we had purchased rabbits and we actually had like this this table in the faculty lounge spread out and and uh, and we were actually chopping up rabbit meat off of the carcass with like me and three students like our hands covered in rabbit blood and and a pot sitting right next to us and then like one of my colleagues from the department comes in to check her mailbox and like we're sitting there like covered in (laughs) rabbit blood and we're like um Hi, <laughs> and there's, there's, there's nothing to see here. Just me and a few of my students Move butchering along. animals in the faculty right. lounge. This happens every weekend. Anyway, it was, it was hilarious. It was one of my favorite moments. But anyway, um, so no, this would be these, these would be sort of professional events actually catered and stuff. Um, but I would love to be able to take that on the road and do that regionally. You know, I, I'm sort of I, I have these sort of fantasies of doing that, you know, in different parts of the country, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, in, in New England in Chicago in California and, you know, maybe, maybe in yeah, Austin, Texas. California. Yeah, it'd be great. It would be really, yeah. really fun to do. So, you know, this is that that's another thing that we're looking at. Yana wants one in Europe. Why not, Yana? We could do it in Europe, maybe. <laughs> We'd need a little bit more funding, but we could still do it if we, you know, if, if we had the proper base for it. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I think it would be, um, it would be, it would be, it would be really fun. Um, <laughs> Yana has some suggestions for venues in the Netherlands. See, there we go. No problem. We, uh, it, it's, we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're on the way. Um, so anyway, there, there are lots of these kinds of initiatives that, that, have been, you know, things that I've been dreaming about for a while, but we just haven't had the resources to do. Um, and the idea of being able to put some of them into, into actual practice here, um, you know, thanks to the, thanks to the generosity of our listeners and, uh, and, and our, our Mythgard students, um, is really, really exciting. So, um, now the webathon. Yes, well, we have coming up an important riddles in the dark piece to the webathon. That's right, so. exactly. Um, we're going to be culminating our campaign in a in a in a webathon uh, like we did last year. Um, this one is not going to be quite so long as we're going to do a full twelve hours this year. Um, but the date for that is Saturday, November eighth, um, and we're, so we're going to be right. doing a webathon then, and we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do a major riddles in the dark piece. Is, is it is, is it two hours we're planning for that? The Riddles in the Dark piece? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Start, it starts at 5 p.m. Eastern and at, what is that, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
Yeah. We will be doing it. We've got two hours set aside to do a special Riddles in the Dark episode. That's right. So, uh, and what we're planning to do. Extended edition. Yes. This is right after the the extended edition comes out. So, we're going to do. We realized that, you know, with trying to do the riddle, finish up the riddles and everything else last year, we really didn't do any kind of justice to the extended edition. of uh, of an unexpected journey when it came out, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but not really very much. Um, so we w- what we what we would like to do is sort of a group viewing of the um, uh, of the extended edition um, uh, extra scenes together with you know sort of live commentary and discussion uh, from us as we go. Um, so there's. Um, there's there's definitely uh, that that's that's going to be a lot of fun and uh, you know we will we'll give ourselves plenty of time uh, to be able to talk through the stuff because again as I've said before you know certainly as has come out of our conversations I trust that Peter Jackson has been paying attention and is going to give us the three and a half extra hours of footage that uh, <laughs> you know we 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 have been now we should requesting. actually say. We won't be. We will not be showing the footage on screen. Yes. Right. Yeah. Our we we don't want to give you minute. You know, go to minute X Y Z. Exactly. Yeah. So we can. So you you, you you will have to have it yourself so that you can queue it up uh, to watch right. it with us because we're not gonna we're not gonna try to put it on to put it on screen because it's just not worth getting into copyright Risks. issues yeah. like that. So, um, but 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 anyway, we we will we'll, we'll, we will do a live discussion, which hopefully you guys will be able to follow along. And with I should too. let other other people know that there's some other interesting parts of the day. Actually, we're going to kick off the webathon with uh, Corey being interviewed as a new Doctor Who fan. That's right. So he's going to step out of his comfort zone and talk about his impressions of watching, starting with what, Doctor 10, right? Uh, isn't it 9? Isn't Eccleston is it nine? the ninth Doctor? Eccleston 9? Oh, I thought, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, it's 9, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I, just, I just started then, with the new series. Serena Higgins and Ed Powell are going to be talking Inklings in the next hour. And then Serena and Corey are going to have a Hobbit movie debate. That's right. Which should be very interesting. And that will actually be what ushers in the Rules of the Dark episode. So That's right, yes. We're, we're definitely... We're, we're doing a debate with Serena bashing the films and me defending them vaguely. <laughs> so... And Laura Burkholz, uh moderating, which of course is a treat all by itself. Yes, the sweet and gentle moderation of Laura Burkholz in our in our in right. our in our debate. Though I have to say, I don't think right. our debate is going to be enormously vitriolic uh, based on conversations she no, and I have I'm had sure. about this. But well, I uh, think mainly it'll be just to keep you guys from talking on too long. <laughs> yeah, you know, primarily. Maybe not Serena, but <coughs> Corey. <laughs> oh come on now! This I, I brevity <laughs> is like my middle name. You know, that's that's my middle name is brevity. Well, that's the only place that it is on you then is in your middle name <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah. yeah that's what that a stands for it stands be, for it'll brevity be a lot of fun. um yeah Probably so yes. um it'll be fun so anyway so yeah the webathon so again the date for that is saturday november 8th that's um 5 p.m eastern time as well. yeah starting 5 p.m eastern time exactly exactly um and, oh and it'll be net mood based by the way so we'll yes. have you know, we'll have a link out and you can, you know, you can, you can, we won't be, uh, I don't think we may take pieces of it, but not really for, as a fundraiser, more as maybe to make smaller versions down the line someplace. Um, but the, the, uh, but we will have a net so you can join us live. Yep. Yep. That's right. Um, and, um, we, we also have, uh, as you will have probably heard by now, uh, the next Mythgard Academy class has been chosen. We're talking about Watership Down. Um, Concerning which I am very excited. Um, we have not I've, I, we have not posted the schedule yet. Um, I'm still working on that this week, but I am. Uh, I hope. Way, 
There Aubrey? is a very hilarious article about this in the Sigmund Eagle that just came out on Monday. Yes. It is a very funny article. Yes. If you get a chance, go to the Signum University site and find the Signum Eagle and read the article on Watership Down. It is hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Curtis did a great job with Watership Down article. Uh, so, yes, we do have I, – I, I assure you there was no conspiracy – um, and I can prove it because if there had been a Watership Down conspiracy, I mean, there's no secret about the fact that both Ed Powell and I, you know, who are running the Mythgard Academy, both love Watership Down and have been hoping it would win for a really long time. But you can tell there's no conspiracy because if there were, we would have done Watership Down six months ago. I mean, it's been a finalist three times and we didn't make it win either of that's the right. other times. So, uh, uh, so right. you can tell. You can tell. Um, but anyway, so that's going to the, the plan is to start that in the um, around the beginning of November. So it means, unfortunately, the Watership Down class is going to be interrupted by the holidays. Um, we're we're going to have to take a two a two week hiatus in the middle of it, I think. Um, but uh, it should be on Wednesday night starting the beginning of November. Well, it's better than that. It, you know, the other option would be to wait until after the first year. And I, so I think starting and having a hiatus is better. Yeah. Yeah. Preferable. Yeah, um, yeah, and Yana, I do think that uh, the Book of Lost Tales Part Two did come in second to Watership Down this time, um, and uh, I like, I, 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 I think uh, Book of Lost Tales Part Two has a has a, a, a pretty good potential. I think for the future, I, I'll be very surprised I think if Princess we Princess Bride up, was up there too. So it I'm was. Sure. That was the other finalist. I, I, I loved this slate. I mean, those three: Watership Down, Princess Bride, and uh, Book of Lost Tales Part Two. Uh, there no, were no lose. There were it's no losers in that in that option. Clearly, um, and our final announcement, um, a MythMoot announcement. We have announced our our paper presenters. Um, so if you want to see all of the really cool talks that are going to be given um, by our uh, by our students and uh, and visiting scholars and listeners, including um, Dave Kale, by the way, including. The illustrious Dave Kale. Um, you'll be able to see the the people who are presenting and the titles of their papers. Um, there's going to be some really fascinating stuff uh, at MythMoot this year, um, and that, of course, is the weekend of January 10th in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so I encourage you to go to MythGuard.org. Now, the, way you, the way you get to this is because the list is so long. We have double the number of presenters that we did last year. I'm yes. just blown away. Um, the list is so long that what I did on the MythMoot page on MythGuard, if you go to the MythMoot page, on the top, there's actually a link to the post that gives the full list. And then each person that's listed has a link to, the, to a little summary of their paper. And if you get a moment, just go take a look because it is really impressive. I mean, the array and variety and the topics are just really amazing. So it's going to be great. I mean, if you have, or if you're on the fence about going to MythMoot, this list should decide you for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 definitely. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. The paper presentations were great last year, and we did get, um, you know, we got we got twice as many and really really strong proposals. It was yeah. uh, uh, it was it was it was just, it's just a wonderful batch. Um, and really excited to see some new people involved. There are a bunch of people who oh, are yeah. presenting this year, um, you know, who have just who have been attending the Mythgard Academy classes. Many of the uh, of, of you know several of those papers have emerged from you know discussions that we've been having in the Academy class. Um, you know, people who, you know, so it's been, it's, it's been really, really cool um, to see people responding, uh, you know, in these really interesting and serious ways to some of the discussions we've been having in the academy. Um, that's and been, you know, a been decent, awesome. And a decent number are not Mythgard people, yep. not in any of the rings of Mythgard, which actually I think is great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just kind of like another um, sign that this is 
you know, like a real academic conference. (laughs) Right. You know, so it's pretty cool. We actually have a guy who's in graduate school in in the UK coming over specifically to attend and, 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 and also Tobias, if he's still on, he's a listener in Sweden, I think it is. Um, he's coming to present, so it's yeah. We've got the international group. We've got people traveling, you know, Tobias from Sweden. We have people traveling from Sweden, England, Alaska, Australia, New Zealand. New people Zealand, coming from yeah. all over the place right. uh, to uh, uh, to attend the conference has been really great. Um, That's all the news we have. We're kind of not very newsworthy, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great. So those are the things. Lots of stuff going on right now uh, uh, with uh, uh, with with Mythgard. So you know we will keep you guys posted. We should have um, you know we might have some more uh, Mythmoon announcements for next time, and uh, certainly the water will the water down will be about to start when we do our next uh, when we do our next show. So um, so we'll be able Which to give you more weeks. details on that. Two too. weeks yeah. from today. Two weeks from today. Okay, so very good. So we look forward to seeing you guys two weeks from today. Um, we'll be hoping against hope that Warner Brothers actually releases some more material, but we also have some good, uh, you know, questions and observations uh, oh, from yeah, from yeah. from you guys. Feel free to to post those. I know one one great place to post those is on the Riddles in the Dark Facebook page. Uh, if you're right. on Facebook, um, uh, but um, but anyway, there's also the uh, Riddles in the Dark forum uh, on the Mythgard site. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so um, I, I, you know, I, I encourage you to to participate there, and we, you know, we might be able to answer your question or, or sort of, a, if you have a, if you have a, you know, a link to a, an image or something that we might, you know, analyze and discuss, that would be that would be really cool too. So, yeah. we look forward to talking over those things and, uh, uh, and and discussing some other things. So yeah, Brianna says the TV spots are going to start coming in in November. Um, so yeah, hopefully we will get the flood, Brianna. I'm starting to become doubtful, but we'll see. So anyway. Send us links and we'll talk about that stuff next time. So thanks very much, everybody. Thanks for listening and Godspeed.